Hello, passengers, and welcome to the Midnight Train, America's second favorite podcast, where we bring the dark delight, where history never dies, and where listener discretion is always advised. Now, listen, if you're new here, welcome. It's good to, good to have you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if you're not new, hey. Hi. It's good to see you. Love you, buddy. I hope you're having a good day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hope everything's working out for you. And if it's not, I hope we can make it better. That's what we're here for. That's why we are here. And, of course, we are a comedy podcast. If you are new here, things can get pretty dark with some of the topics we discuss. So if you're not into that, listen, no hard feelings. Yeah. But give it a try. Please. Give it a shot. See what you think. You should always try everything once. That's what that's what I, I've always said. Except goat balls. Well... <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I am your host, the conductor of the cryptic, Jonathan Sayer, and with me, of course, next to me in his comfy little chair, it's my son, Logan Sayer. Yay! I don't know why I always use your last name. I don't know if I'm your son, but yeah, that's the last name I have. <laughs> um, um, excuse me, uh, fellas. Oh, fellas, fellas. What's up, dude? Um, Satan, listen. You you can't be just jumping in on things, okay? I know you're part of the show now, but but I need you to just kind of like you know just just chill out a little bit. Yeah. You you said I was like part of this though, right? Like you're like I'm part of this. I'm part of the team now, right? We talked about this, and I put a lot of stuff aside. I put torturing aside just to be here tonight. I I understand. Except you, you, so I'm, we're, we host the show, right? Right, right. right. Yeah. So we host the show. Right. And I just need you to kind of just, you know, when we, we need you, we'll, we'll, we'll ask you to come in. But in, in the meantime, just, you know, just hang tight and, yeah. you know what I mean? Just chill, buddy. So I'm not actually part of the show is what you're saying. Like, like, I'm Satan, baby. I got stuff to do. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I'm honored that you got me here, but I'm just, so, so what am I supposed to do now? Just, just stand here and watch you guys make fun of me? Is that, what, is that, is that what's happening? Just look sexy, baby. Is, is that what's happening? Yeah, just look, just look is sexy. That, is that, <laughs> what? Is that what's happening? Is, it? is that what's happening? I, I'm not saying that's what's happening. What I'm saying, here, do me a favor. Um, Can you can you just do me one big favor? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, sure. Anything to be on the show, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever, whatever you need. Can you run up to the store and just grab us some beer? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Can you, I mean, that'd be, I don't know, what kind of beer do you want? I don't know if you can find any of that uh, caramel apple apple kips. All that stuff y'all was drinking the other day. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, the apple stuff. That's the apple goodness. Oh, that's that good good. Yeah, no, listen, I just want to be on the show, though, because today, this is my jam. Oh, is it? Everything you're talking about, you talk about me. Oh, really? You talk about my stuff. Oh, like. Okay, so listen, I'm going to go. Okay. I'm going to grab you some beer. Yeah. Except, uh, I, I don't have any money. Dude, you're Satan. Okay, so so down there, what we do is this. <laughs> we have Satan bucks. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, if you do something good, you yeah. don't get tortured as much, and you get, like, a Satan buck. Oh, okay. But 7-Eleven don't take that shit, you know what I mean? So can you just give me, I don't know, how, how, much, you know, how much of that beer? It looks expensive. It's like 30 bucks, 20 bucks, something like that. 30, 30, 30. Damn. <laughs> um, we'll give you. I'll, I'll give you the money. You just go and find the beer for us, okay? And uh, yeah, and then when you come back, yeah. we'll, we'll have you, and we'll go through, talk a little bit on the show for you, okay? Does that work for you? 
Yeah, yeah, that's, I, I guess that's cool. All right, all right, I get, get the money. All right, cool. Um, I guess I'll be back. Bye. All right. Jeez. Yeah. New, new, I'm telling this is why it's two of us. Yep. You add a third. It just gets crazy. And it gets just crazy. Like, I mean, uh, Will Smith didn't make a song, just two of us for no reason. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry about that disruption here. Yeah. My gosh. We, anyway. handled it. we handled it pretty well. Yeah, I mean, he's a nice enough guy. He yeah, just wants to be is. included. I get I it. I get it. It's fine. It's a little, little lonely down there. I get it. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, especially when you're the big bad, supposedly. You right. know, like, it's fine. So listen, our Patreon, listen, we dropped two Patreon bonuses this week. Oh, yeah, we did. And they're pretty awesome. I, I, I thought they were pretty cool. We did the top horror movies of 2022. Yeah, those were... <sighs> including the trailers behind it. You can hear it in our reactions. And that was... There's a couple in there I want to see, and there's a couple that I don't want to have nightmares for the rest of my life. So <laughs> probably not going to do that. And then the other one, we talked about the top murder houses that are still available to purchase if you're yeah. interested. So get on over to the Patreon. Just go to patreon.com forward slash the Midnight Train Podcast or go to the Midnight Train Podcast.com. Do it. Right. All right. So we're done with the business stuff now. And no more interruptions from Satan. We're going to go through this. Oh, yeah. And we're going we're gonna to do what we got to do. So let's, let's just turn on the lights. Oh, okay. Adjust our seats. Already there. Grab a drink and let's get satanic. Oh, that sounds. I don't know how you feel about that. But first, here's a toast, all you beautiful motherfuckers. <laughs> Go the occult. That doesn't work that well. What'd you say? say go the occult. <laughs> go, go the occult. <laughs> it's your birthday. You're going to fry people. No, not fry people. Uh, you're going to oh, sacrifice yeah. them tonight. <laughs> yeah, no, nope. Nope, no, it doesn't no, work. It's man. not working. It doesn't yeah. flow. It's, it's, it's probably not supposed to work. Unfortunately. I'm going to say that that's probably not supposed to work. So, yes, we are talking about the satanic panic today. Oh, yeah. And that's why Satan's all happy and wants to be involved. Yeah, he does. But whatever. I'm sure I'm going to get a text or two here. Like, I can't find your stuff, dude. That's my Satan. That's your Satan. That's my Satan impression. Does that sound like him? It, pretty I, close. Hey, I can't find your stuff. <laughs> <Does that sound? laughs> I don't know if that's it. It's pretty right. close. Anyway, anyway, if he finds out I'm making fun of him, he's going to kick my ass. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> All right. So the idea that the satanic panic, the widespread dread of the occult that disturbed the U.S. and other areas of the world during the 1980s and into early 1990s, sorry, um, ever ended, that it ever stopped, is perhaps the most frequent misconception. Oh. Yeah. So satanic panic is, uh, you know, one of the most well-known protracted mass media panics in history. And it was typified at its height by uh, frightful media representations of godless youth. <gasps> Those heathens. Those heathens. And sinful music. <laughs> oh Talking like Zach Brown and stuff like that, right? That's right. sinful. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that uh, get a little chicken fry? Yeah. <laughs> Go beer on a Friday night. I, I don't mind that song. I don't either. <laughs> it's probably the closest I get to But is that where Satan comes from? Or sat- the satanic panic comes in? The sinful music? I mean, that makes me sin. Right. Yeah. right. And of course, the media just ate this up. Oh, like course. crazy. Because, listen, man, that stuff sells. Hell you know, yeah, man. It always sells. 
A number of high-profile criminal trials that were greatly impacted by the widespread social frenzy followed as a result. The majority of people link the satanic panic to alleged uh, satanic ritual abuse, a wave of unfounded allegations against daycare centers in the 1980s, which is a crazy story. Yeah. It is insane. And the West Memphis Three case in the 1990s, which involved three teenagers who were wrongfully convicted of murder. Murder? Murder. Based largely on suspicions about their gothic lifestyle. Yeah, they were goth kids, man. Yeah, you know, you have a little... What did they call that? A little little rabbit's foot on your keychain, and wear trip pants, and wear a little bit of eyeliner, and all what of a sudden, is, what does the rabbit's foot got to do with it? What, are you a lucky goth? Because you're feeling lucky, punk. Come on, <laughs> come on, that was good. I got to get a boo in here just for you. I got to get boo back in here. Boo. <laughs> I actually had a lot. I have still a lot of friends that are gothic, and they're yeah, they're older. They're still goth, and they still rock the stuff, and they're not letting it go. And hey, man, I feel go for it. It's not a lifestyle. It's a way of life. I've gone through so many different like uh, personality, um, like I guess changes. I guess you'd say. Yeah. I mean, like I was, I was kind of g'd out from the feet out at one point in time. Uh, obviously, growing up, I was a fat little nerd. Yeah, I like the Al Borland look now, though. Yeah. <laughs> man, what are you talking about? This look, this look. Good. I make this look good. Yeah, man. My flannels. I yeah, love my flannels. they're so nice. Yeah. Now I walk around looking like a, like a, I don't know, a lumberjack meets, I don't know, a, a goth. Maybe I don't yeah, know. Maybe because <laughs> it's all black. Everything's black, right. or, or at least slightly variant from that. But I went through a lot of different, cha- you know, things like that. And then I was in the, I was really big into punk for a long time. Yeah. Had my big old forty-five inch Janko oh, jeans gosh. and skateboarded. And yeah, you know, so the closest thing I ever got to that was jorts. That's about it. J- jorts. Jorts. Jean shorts. Yeah, but they went down to my ankle. So I was like a cholo. You know what I mean. I'm really glad you explained that because I was thinking you had like booty shorts on <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, there's things we should probably talk about. Those are my Daisy Dukes, man. Yeah. We keep yeah. those to the side. Keep it all trimmed up down there. So I mean, or short and curly's on all poking out and everything. Correct. Yes. yes. You, you gotta. I'm not Richard Simmons out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> so even while the police are less inclined these days to just jump to conclusion about reports of demonic worship and occult influences, Many members of the public don't share these concerns. Yeah, you don't really hear a lot of pe- about people going, oh my God, those kids, they're listening to that same music. I mean, if you watch Footloose, it's a different story. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Well, yeah. Yeah. Kevin Bacon yeah. and Kenny Loggins. Can you imagine Kenny Loggins and Kevin Bacon being considered anything Satanistic? I mean, come on. I mean, they do dance a little. Yeah, but... If Anyway, so as evidence, um, uh, consider the recent controversy surrounding Lil Nas X in his most recent music video, Montero, Call Me By Your Name, in which he engages in uh, erotically suggestive behavior with several representations of Satan. Wait, he was in those music videos? Dude, I'm telling you, he gets around like a donut. You know Damn, what I mean, dude? Like, and he really wants to be in our show, and he's I, over here doing Lil Nas that's X stuff? That's what I'm saying. He really, he's Damn. a big fan. He's he doing yeah. really well for that's himself. That's what I'm saying. And if he can get the word out, but the problem is nobody really likes to listen to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. So Lil Nas X also recently shocked many Christians by releasing a pair of limited edition Nikes that were stained with blood and called Satan shoes. Yeah. Now let's just call this what it is. Shock value. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. 
I mean, you think Lil Nas X is a Satan worshiper? Satan worshiper out there sacrificing little kids in yeah. the backyard. Then again, it would explain why a little black dude became a country star. <laughs> no, that's because of uh, a little black gay dude became a country star. Because Billy Ray Cyrus, <laughs> who is also a Satan worshiper, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but you know what I mean? If we, think about that. Like we are living in this day and age now. Like twenty years ago. That would never have happened. Nope. There's been, uh, you know, black uh, country stars and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Darius Rucker. Uh, well, I'm even talking before that. Oh, before that? Yeah. And um, I'm trying to think what the one guy's name is. And I said one guy. Like, there's only one. <laughs> right. There was one that did. Now, I'm kidding on that. But I can't remember. But there were, you know, there, there were, were, there were some in there. and But they weren't gay. Mm. And especially they weren't, like, Outward. flamboyantly, I'm out gay. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of cool that you know that that's yeah. a thing now, but maybe that's what they're talking listen, about. Listen, be honest, I like his country more than I liked his whatever the hell that was prior to that. So. I don't I don't listen to any yeah, of that so. stuff. I can't do that. Old Town Road, I can't. Nope. But well, when Billy Ray Cyrus came on and started rapping, though, I was like, okay, okay, it was it was all right. Oh boy. <laughs> so was the ensuing outcry from people who claim Lil Nas X was a corrupting influence just a matter of failing to interpret metaphor in art? Perhaps, you know, it was. However, a closer examination of this peculiar era in American history suggests a different explanation. Satanic panic never really disappeared. It never went anywhere. It still exists today, and its legacy permeates American politics and society and everything from QAnon... <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> ...to social, social media moralizing. And to that, I also say... Yeah. There's going to be a lot of that in here today, folks. A lot. So during the late 1960s and early 1970s, there was a rise in both interest in and fear of the occult due to a variety of circumstances. And, I mean, it actually started uh, back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, too, where, mm -hmm. like, the occult was real big. Right. That's when you had people, like, you know, that would uh, go around, like, touring across the, the world, actually, and, like... Because they were, you know, metaphysical and stuff like that. Oh, man. And that's what, like, popped off the whole thing. But then shit got real weird. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And it doesn't help when you got D-bags, like uh, the one and only uh, <clears throat> Charles Manson. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, the Manson cult's activities in the late 1960s came to a head in the summer of 1969 with a spate. Yes. A spate. I wanted something that spiced it up a little bit. Spate. A spate. Like Kate Spade? No, 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 no. <laughs> She doesn't have a plethora of... Oh, wait, uh, actually, a, she does. A cornucopia. A cornucopia, Ooh, we might say. Hey. Oh, <laughs> right. Anyway, with a ton of killings that horrified the country and made people more aware of organized ritualistic murdering. Okay? Now, you know, again, as we go through this, it's one of those... Did it happen? <laughs> did it happen a lot? <laughs> yeah, that's that, yeah. <laughs> the Satanic Bible, written by um, or, organist turned occultist yes. Anton LaVey in the same year, was a philosophical work that primarily recycled prior self-actualization and self-empowerment theories from authors like H.L. Mencken and Ayn Rand. Okay, and it's it, that's what it is. The Satanic Bible. If you go and if anyone has read it, I would love to know what you, your thoughts of it are. Um, I got through about half of it. Yeah, yeah. I actually read the Witch's Bible right before that one. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, this is a big read. Is that what you? Do you also read like the Rock Stars Bible before that too? Or no, that was the uh, the Idiot's Guide to Being a Rock Star. Ah, that's right. That's yes, right. Yeah, yeah, I got that in my basement too. Yeah, yeah, it's good toilet reading. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I use the pages to wipe my. Anyway, <laughs> um, did you see that somebody posted something about? Um, and I know we talked about um, 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 when we were talking about the Illuminati. Yeah. With, uh, oh, damn it! What the hell, Taylor Swift? Oh yeah. 
so they cl- people claim that she's part of the Illuminati and that she is actually the reborn daughter of Anton LaVey. Wait, seriously? If you look up pictures, and folks do this for me, get online and look up pictures of Taylor Swift, and I don't remember what her name is, but it's um, Anton LaVey's daughter. Dude, they look identical. That's creepy. It's, I mean, even the way they, and maybe Taylor did this because of her or whatever to get that kind of shock value. Oh, yeah. But I'm talking the lipstick. The only thing that's different is their eyebrows. I mean, their facial features and everything else. That's creepy. It's creepy. It's well, super it's weird. Kind of the same thing that's everything that's going around now, meme wise, about Avril Lavigne coming back. They think that she's not actually Avril Lavigne and it's just like a. Oh, that's a, been going on for years. A sacrificed version yeah. of her. Yeah. And, yeah. That's been going on for years. Yeah. That poor girl. And then she all of a sudden just started making music again and just made it worse. <laughs> And I love her. Oh, so I absolutely yeah. love her. I think oh, she's yeah. awesome. So nevertheless, it evolved into the foundational book of contemporary Satanism and the primary source for the Church of Satan. That's right. You know, the Church of... Um, let's see if I have that here. Satan! <laughs> Satan! <laughs> told you guys I got a new toy. Anyway, so... um. Uh, anyway, the church of which uh, you know he formed in uh, uh, he formally established the Church of Satan in uh, 1966. Ooh. Okay, so The Exorcist, we all know that great movie. Yeah, it is a great movie. It is a great movie uh, by William Peter Blatty, which was published in 1971, and its successful 1973 film version were contemporaneous. Oh yeah, contemporaneous. <laughs> contemporaneous. As I speak through my teeth again. <laughs> It's freaking state or stute or whatever that word was. <laughs> so uh, it, with the acceptance of um, Satanism as a legitimate religion. Okay. So in the movie, they were, yeah, they were talking about how like, you know, Satan was a real thing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and again, I'm not negating that it isn't. I'm just saying they were very, um, they were, you know, that was the, kind of the plot of the movie. Right. You know, where Satan was there and yada, yada, you know. The Exorcist, which asserted that it was based on a true story, had a significant impact on American culture's perception of demons. It is credited with turning the popular Ouija board from a harmless game to a uh, (laughs) pernicious. Pernicious. Are you doing this intentionally? Son of a bitch. (laughs) Gotta find the hardest words that sound similar. (laughs) Game to a pernicious object that can cause spirit possession, demonic infestation, or other paranormal activity. And by the way, I forgot to say, it's almost Halloween. Wait, is it? Yeah. It already passed. No. Oh. No. So those kids that... Oh. Yep. They were just robbing you. (laughs) Well, shit, they took all my candy. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Give me all your candy. (laughs) But it's not... Yes, it is. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah, the Ouija board, you know, and I I dabbled with that thing. And I've talked on the show, too, how we uh, did the Ouija board for a while. And then, you know, of course, everyone's like, oh, it's working. And you're like... Is it? No, man, you're pushing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we went and did the uh, the psychic circle after that one, which is supposed to be a more colorful, it's got more words and things like that on it, so you, you, you're supposed to be able to um, contact um, lighter spirits instead of darker. It's called the psychic circle? Psychic circle. It's, a, st- it's a board game? I still have it. It's out in, the, uh, out in the, the back studio. I didn't even, never heard of that. Yeah, it's pretty hmm. wild. Hmm. I'll, I'll post some pictures of it. Did you take like LSD? Maybe we'll maybe we'll play that one of these days Ooh. as a bonus for people. That'd be kind of cool. I, I just have to make sure my wife's not home when that happens because if she finds out, I'm dead. Yeah, <laughs> dead. There'll be a lot of sage burning in the house. Yep, <laughs> and me sleeping outside. So yeah. So again, the uh, you know as they were talking about the uh, the demonic infestation and everything else um, from the Ouija board, the it was a big movie in that time. Because you're in this segue, mm-hmm. talking about the Exorcist, you're in this segue of 
what's real and then the media kind of like you know uh they're, they're playing into it right you know so satan's seller was then published in 1972 Satan's Cellar, a fictitious memoir written by self-described Christian evangelist Mike Warnke, detailed a childhood and early adulthood he claimed were marked by strong demonic worship. Ooh. Mm. It was finally exposed as a fucking lie after 20 years. <laughs> yeah. He was described by uh, Warnke as a, a demonic high priest, okay, who participated in ritualistic sex orgies, among other things. Okay, so keep this all in mind. It'll it, that'll be crucial as we speak later. Yeah, we're gonna talk a lot about orgies. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that kind of episode. <laughs> Boy. So the release the release of LeVay's satanic rites also in 1972 supported the notion that dark occult rituals had permeated many Americans' daily lives. Oh, it's everywhere. We can't go outside. No, because Satan's there. Kids can't go to school. No, because Satan's there. Right. We can't go. Can we go to church? Nope. Satan's there. Damn it. All the places. <laughs> and the 1978 Jonestown tragedy would provide the world with yet another stark illustration of what violence in a cult looked like. Yep. Despite the fact that it had nothing to do with Satanism or conventional occult religion. So again, what happens is they kind of put two and two together. Oh. Oh, you're 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 in a cult. Yeah. 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 So you must worship Satan. Well, I mean, I go to church on Sundays. No, no, no. But you must worship Satan if you're in a cult. But I go to church on Sundays. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Right. So you believe in Satan? Of course. Oh, he just went to go get his beer. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what happened, though. Yeah. And again, there are there are some... And I, I, the word cult is so demonstrative. Yeah. Because, well, well a, most... Huh? That was a good word. Boy, I... Would, I didn't even put it in the notes. I will slap the taste. <laughs> I was saying big words. I may not know what they mean. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But... It, it, it's uh, the, that word, that term is so demonstrative because you've got, let's just say that it's a group of people mm. that have kind of, but I guess that's why it is called a cult because it's a, it is a negative perception of it. Where if not, it's just a, a group of people, right? Yeah. It's a clan. Ooh, ooh I don't like that I one. Like no, that no, 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 no. <laughs> it's a fellowship. Fel of the ring. Mm, of the fonds. Oh, well, that's cool too. Yeah. So what do you call like a bunch of guys sitting around that uh, meet up every week Mm -hmm. And let's just say they they play Dungeons and Dragons. We call that a family game night. Right. Yeah. But if it's the same guys all the time and they're worshiping this game, would or would that not be considered a cult? Oh, you're kind of you're gonna, you're going to toss some heads right there, especially yeah. when you're talking about like Call of Duty multiplayer and stuff. That's well, exactly. A, that's a call like right if there. You're, if you're online playing video games with people and you guys are sitting there and you're so devoted to this one game, yeah, that is that cult-like behavior and and again and take away you know <laughs> satanistic rituals or, <laughs> or orgies because you knew you nerds aren't ever having any orgies anyway um you nerds <laughs> part of that group too <laughs> well, I, I don't play video games anyway i'm just saying like um you know i get it's a real thin line between one and Very. the other but i feel like the word cult immediately means it's a bad thing right you know and oh, yeah. i guess it kind of i mean the first thing i think of when it comes to the cult is you know everything bad about them all the murders and the mass suicides and right kool-aid it's just negative yeah oh, always negative. it was actually flavor aid yeah, yeah no i just like saying kool-aid because yeah. you don't sip the kool-aid yeah yeah that's why you got started back and say, don't, don't flavor don't slip aid. The, yeah exactly yeah, 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 yeah. fuck that guy <laughs> yeah. holy shit fuck that guy man i can't oh if i could ever go back there's a couple of people that are on my hit list if i ever get the chance to go back in time and just you yeah. know handle stuff mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he's definitely on the top of that list yeah <laughs> 
as, as long as our guy who used to have a mustache. Anyway. <laughs> Whatever. Sorry. So uh, the 1978 Jonestown tragedy would provide the world with, you know, another stark uh, illustration of what the cult looked like again. But again, just reiterating, it, it had nothing to do with Satanism in any way, shape or form. So John Todd, uh, Herschel Smith, and David Hansen were among these other self-described ex-Satanists who claimed that ritualistic satanic um, witch cults <laughs> yeah. were in charge of the globe in the 1970s. All around the world, you could find witches. Oh, oh, yeah. is that what I mean? I thought they had like a globe at home, and they were the ones guarding it. I mean, that, that kind of you makes more sense. You know what I mean? Like every time you're like, I, hey, where's Argentina on the... No! <laughs> Boil, boil! <laughs> you know, I don't know. So, um, all four of the guys, um, 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 not Warnke here, were Southern California natives who appeared to uh, rise from the ashes of the Manson cult to procre- uh, proclaim procre- <laughs> that the world was rife with evil occult symbols and vast satanic schemes. Yes. Oh, all I around dare us. you, those beach boys. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to think of like, the corniest band ever. The Beach Boys. They're pretty up there. I love the Beach Boys. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's yeah. So good. Or the Monkees. You know the Monkees? I love the Monkees too. Or the Cars. Yeah. Ooh, the Cars. That's way later. Oh. No, oh, not way, but it's later. Anyway. Yeah. So they all made the claim that they had had com- uh, conversions, okay, which attracted Christians to their tails. So yes. I used to be, I used to be one of those bad guys, and I know what they did, and I know what they can do to you and your family. Mm. So give me $200, and I'll tell you all about it. Oh, okay. See? Yeah, there it is. Yep. Cash in on that, buddy. <laughs> and they were all connected to the nascent Christian right extremist movement. Movement. Yes. Yes. Jack Chick. <laughs> I'd have changed my name. A Christian tract maker encouraged Todd and utilizes made up accusations as the foundation for countless comic book style tracts denouncing against Satanism. Yes. Over the course of more than 10 years, Warnke, the self-proclaimed whatever dude, pretended to be an expert in Satanism for the basic evangelical Christian community, using much of his made-up upbringing as an example of how, quote, genuine Satanism functioned. Yes. We're all genuine here, man. Yes. We've said before, he's a good guy. (laughs) You don't know the things that I've done. (laughs) I once had to put a hot poker in my butt. Oh, damn. Just to prove my love to Satan. Yeah, I don't know if that's how it goes. Whatever. (laughs) A number of highly publicized serial killer cases that occurred in the 70s, including those involving the Zodiac Killer, who I hear is Ted Cruz. Is that what I mean? Yeah, it's actually affirmed, yes. Yeah, is it? It's it's dead true. It's dead true. You hear it here? You hear it here first. (laughs) You hear it here. Oh, my God. You heard it here first, folks. Thank you. My goodness. That was a tongue twister. I'm hyper about this episode. That's Uh, what it is. It's good. And about the Halloween show tomorrow. I know. I'm a little antsy about it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. But the Zodiac Killer, the Alphabet Killer, and Ted Bundy, as well as John Wayne Gacy, the Hillside Stranglers, and David Berkowitz, a.k.a. the Son of Sam, who caused a panic in New York City during the summer of 1977, also coincided with the rise in interest in the occult. Mm. Okay, because, I mean, I don't know why I don't, I don't know why Bundy and Gacy's in that, because I don't think they ever even mentioned the cult and stuff, unless that was something that was like people were like, it was they all, were killing people. It must have been for Satan. It was all relative. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not giving either one of them a free pass. No, I'm just saying I don't think they belong in that group that you're talking about. No, they were just a bunch of crazy psychopaths. Yeah. It's like Zodiac. Zodiac was doing a bunch of like weird symbols and killing people and sending notes and shit like that. Right. You know. So I mean, I, whatever. And Berkowitz, if you ever want to watch something crazy, mm-hmm. 
I believe it's called The Sons of Sam. And it's talking about this dude wrote a book and swears up and down that Berkowitz was not the son of Sam Killer. Oh, that's that's called Sons of Anarchy. No, that's that's about motorcycles. Is it? Because they wrote a book saying that he wasn't a killer either. No, that's... What are you talking about? Sons of Anarchy. Mm-mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that show. <laughs> Same. So numerous of these well-known serial killers kept up the appearance that they were in control of things in some way. Okay, the Zodiac Killer and Berkowitz sent mocking letters to the media and police. What I was just saying right there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bundy broke out of jail and immediately resumed his horrifying killing sprees, which was crazy as shit. Yeah, a little bit. It was nuts. Yeah. Like, you know that whole, like, what happened, how he did that? I, I didn't really hear much about how he broke out. He was in, he was arrested. Mm-hmm. He was in the courtroom, mm-hmm. and he asked to use the office to either make a copy or look up something in the, uh, like, a law book or something. Okay. He's in the second floor, mm-hmm. wide open. Didn't have any cuffs, nothing like that on him. Oh, of course not. He hopped right out. So he was just by himself on the and I think floor. He, I think he broke his foot or his, uh, his leg when he landed, too. And then he went to Florida, and yeah, that's when he uh, killed all those college girls. Oh. Yeah. Tell me the person who was supposed to have been watching his ass didn't get in trouble for that. Well, hopefully he served a very similar sentence, because yeah. that's pretty much aiding and embedding right there. That's crazy, right? Well, yeah. if, he, if he knowingly did it, then it is, I but mean, how are you going to prove that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Fuck him, too. <laughs> so Gacy masked his evil behavior as a jovial clown who inter- entertained uh, children. You know, oh, Pogo there. Mm-hmm. Hey, look at me, Pogo. <laughs> mm. that's, that's just creepy. That's yeah. not satan- Satanistic or anything. That's just creepy. No, clowns are the son of Satan. Oh, is it? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah clowns are they're related to Satan. They were used back in the medieval times to ward off, you know, the the bad guys and stuff. So really, yeah. Well, I'm learning a lot of new stuff today. Yeah. Wow. Like Sons of Anarchy was about Satanism. That's yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. I, that's what I'm here for, man. Teaching the ways of Satan. I'm going to get Satan to kick your ass. (laughs) So public dread increased along with the blatant anarchy linked to these sorts of high-profile killings. And remember, the 70s was just completely full of these crazy bastards from all over the damn place. Which makes, like, not a whole lot of sense, though, because that was, like, peace and love, man. That was 60s. But it goes into the 70s. You don't just stop peace and love and just start killing people. Yeah, but the whole transition, and this is just me Mm -hmm. spitballing here. Mm Mm-hmm. The transition from before Vietnam mm-hmm. to after Vietnam mm. and that whole political movement and the music and everything else. And bath salts. And, what? What? No, not bad. I don't think they even had those back then. Probably not, but yeah. it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing all kinds of shit in today. Hey, man. Um, but I think that, I think people just kind of lost their shit, man. Yeah. I do. I think people lost their shit. They didn't know what the hell... I I wouldn't be surprised if that were happening today. Wink, wink, guy in California. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. people lose their shit when the world's all fucked up. Not that it's never not fucked up. I'm just yeah, saying, like, true. people don't know how to deal. They don't know how to deal with their inner shit. So... so instead of I love up. how shit is my word for... it. I used it in three different, like, <laughs> ways right there. Anyway. <laughs> what were you saying? Uh, I don't even know where I was going. Oh. Probably some more wonky shit. Oh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So Jonathan Mahler describes uh, how Son of Sam affected the media in his 2005 book, Ladies and Gentlemen, The Bronx is Burning, stating that, quote, the feverish media coverage fueled the rising sense of panic. The growing sense of fear fanned the frenzied coverage. I mean, it's true. Mm -hmm. People were afraid, and the media kept fanning that flame. Kind of like what they're doing today. Yeah. When increased religious anxieties and the idea of, uh, you know, stranger danger came together to create a new type of uh, public hysteria in the next decade, 
Mahler's insight that the media was causing the panic would continue to be relevant. Shocker. Yeah. Shocker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Putin's got nukes. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. We should all run. I mean, and again, I'm not negating the fact that he probably does have those. It's just the way they keep fueling this. Yeah. It's it's the, the scare tactics. It's the North Korea thing all over again. Back yeah. in, like, what, 2016, 2014, around that time, right. he was throwing missiles across the Japan Sea. Yeah. Like, he was actually throwing them? Yeah. Like Damn. He, Damn, he's strong. He is a god over there, man. Oh. He doesn't poop or pee little or anything. chubby little, little god. <laughs> Puny god. <laughs> and fuck him, too. Yeah. I'm on a roll today, baby. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> a whole list of them. Yeah, I'm telling you. And that list just keeps getting... <laughs> anyway, so um, odd question and question for the listeners as well. And I'd love to hear, do you think that since the we all have to agree that the media kind of overdoes it mm-hmm. and kind of beats certain things and and listen right the right side media and the left side media all have agendas we all know that uh-huh. and this isn't me hypothesizing or being some nut job and whatever because no. i i'm very like you guys should know by now i'm very like kind of i'm a cognitive thinker and if you're an asshole you're an asshole i don't care what side you're on if you're right. doing wrong fuck you period mm-hmm. okay but is it better for the american people to have all that going on or to be completely in the dark about it like you know what I mean? I mean, I would. I'm a very in, in information driven kind of guy, so I like to know everything. That's why I'm still upset that it took them this long to drop about aliens, man. So, in saying that, then, but even though it increases more anxiety in people, and there are people that are legitimately freaked out, like, dude, I don't want to say the c word on here. Yeah, that whole virus thing that took place. Yeah. By the way, every time you say that on a podcast, it gets flagged. Just, just let me. Oh yeah, know. there's a little little button that says "click here for more information about that topic." Yep. Every time, so I refuse to say that word. Yep. Yep. Anyway, it rhymes with schmovid. It, it, it's <laughs> crepid. Decrepit. Oh, whatever. Anyway, so like with that whole thing, it was so blatantly like, and you didn't know really where to look to get nope. the right answers because you're like, wait a minute, this guy says this and this guy says that. So is it better to not know and live in this like almost oblivious state? Or is it better to have that information, even though it's creating anxiety and you don't really know where the information comes from? The downside is there's no real way to have a true source that actually is informative without somebody saying that's bullshit. There's always that one person that just likes to stir the fucking pot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's always going to be somebody that's going to, even if it's coming directly from the source, they're going to sit there and be like, no, that's not true. And that right there, I think, is what causes the most anxiety because you know for a fact that everything that they've been talking about over the previous years is true, 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 true. Then you get that one guy who's like, man, that shit fake. Right. And then it just stirs the pot for everybody else. I don't know. I think maybe being oblivious is better. I feel like like everyone would be happier. Yeah. And listen, if a nuke comes... Guess what? You can't run you, away. You from ain't it. doing shit about it anyway. Right. You know so what I mean? Pour a little extra sugar yeah. in your tea, man. Yeah, man. We're here for a good time, not a long time. Oh, yeah. Just saying. And that's why we're here right now, talking to you. <laughs> so even while the Reagan period saw financial success and economic progress, there was also unrest related to urbanization, population growth, and the rise of the double-income family model, which led to a rapid spike in the demand for daycare services. Okay, right? Right. I mean, if both parents are working, little, little baby Johnny got to go to go somewhere. Yeah. Can't stay at home by himself. No, can't. Did work. that last time. He about burnt the place down. Damn. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Little fucker. <laughs> so ni- the 1980s saw the spread of AIDS misinformation. Kidnapped victim uh, faces uh, um, appearing on milk cartons because, you know, in the milk cartons, there were kidnapped kids on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mass panic surrounding the 1982 Tylenol murders, which, hey, we talked about. Oh, yeah, we did. We've talked about pretty much all this, but... 
Uh, trick-or-treat scares, you know, the, the nation's lone Halloween, Halloween candy killer, Ronald Clark O'Brien, received a highly publicized execution in 1984. Fuck that guy, too. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the guy that... Uh, Developed the Clark Bar? No. That, we actually made that joke. <laughs> we did. We made that joke on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but he, I think he gave it to his son or something like that. Yeah. I, I think that's what it was. Yeah. If I, I don't know. I, mean, I drink a lot. Let me look. Anyway. <laughs> and the first wave of reports of terrifying killer clowns attempt, attempting to prey on children. I remember that one. That happened, too. It happened, like, in 2012, yeah. too, didn't it? Yeah, it's always happening. As a result, there was a high level of concern about protecting the nuclear family. Yes. Right? you got to protect everybody. Everything. That's right. No, Johnny, you can't go to the mall with your friends. No, because Satan's there. No, because every time you do, you try to burn that down, too. Man, you need to stay away from fire. Johnny's a dick. Yeah, sounds like oh, it. I don't mean me. Oh, no, I'm using a metaphor. <laughs> okay, I mean me. <laughs> no, I, 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 never, I haven't burned anything down in forever. <laughs> every one of these instances of social disturbance um, served as a warning to Americans about, again, stranger danger. And they were beginning to feel uh, that stranger danger and the constant threat of evil. Oh, I was going to press the button, but I couldn't do it. It's so far, so far away. <laughs> the growth of Christian um, fanaticism and the actual belief in angels and demons coincided uh, with all of this, too. Yeah. You know, fundamentalist clerics like Jerry Falwell. Mm, and the moral majority, which was established in 1979, rose to prominence across the nation by preaching a literal kind of trans uh, Christianity that involved fire and brimstone. It smells like brimstone. And man, if that was brimstone, I know what brimstone smelled like. That wasn't no brimstone. I farted. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's probably what Satan's farts smell like. <laughs> if brimstone? It was, if it was me, you'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> He's like... Sorry about that. <laughs> Role-playing games were denounced as deadly and demonic by anti-occult crusaders like Pat Pulling, who thought her son's suicide was caused by a Dungeons & Dragons curse. Oh, boy. Yeah. They were supported in their battle by occult fear-mongering uh, from, remember that guy Chick that we talked about before? Mm -hmm. And his Chick Tracks. <laughs> that sounds like a good candy. <laughs> the Chick Tracks? Chick Tracks. Chick Tracks. It's a freaking tongue twister. Yes. The burgeoning occult fascination and scaremongering were not exclusive to the uh, um, evangel yeah, evangelical movement. Uh, the media, however, contributed significantly to fostering the public's misperceptions and increasing their dread of occult rituals. Again, media. Yeah, this always seems to come back media. to Media. I know. It's, it's kind of weird that, that that's just the media just pops up on yeah, all of, everything. So odd. Always with mass hysteria. Yeah, it's so weird. The most popular television documentary to air up until that moment was Geraldo Rivera's gruesome documentary, Devil Worship, exposing Satan's underground. Is that where Satan played his music and stuff? Underground Satan music? Uh, you'd have to ask him. Damn. We'll talk to him Where about the fuck it. is our beers at? I don't know, dude. I haven't even got a text or anything. Damn. Oh, guy's taking freaking forever. So anyway, I, I've actually seen that, and it is so overtly like... I'm here to scare you. I'm here to scare you. I uh, need the ratings. We it's sweeps week. Guess what? Satan's in your bedroom right now. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> oh it's in it, dude. It's so nuts. I'm glad that dude got his nose busted because he's fuck him too. <laughs> You're just on a roll, man. Yeah. Cause you know what? He's the guy that told us we we're going to go inside. Um, whose tomb was that? Uh, the, the gangster, um, da, 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 Al, Capone. Al Capone's um, tomb or whatever it was. Yeah. And he made a big, huge deal about it. And he got all these machines and they're going to it. And, and he's like, we're about to enter. And then did nothing. Oh God. No, and it was going on for like a week. I think. <laughs> uh, 
You hear right, Geraldo. Ugh, anyway, sorry. I'm okay. About to change the title of this from Satanic Panic to Fuck These Guys. <laughs> sorry. Famously and terrifyingly for many viewers, a 1991-2020 broadcast included a legitimate Roman Catholic exorcism. You guys can go back and uh, listen to our episode about exorcisms. And we've actually had a couple of episodes about actual exorcisms being performed, as well as the audio to it. Mm -hmm. And let's just say they scary as shit. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when they're, when they're speaking Chinese mm -hmm. and lead and... Changing stuff that they don't even know how to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So Christian fiction authors like uh, Frank Peretti turned contemporary social concerns into battles between angels and demons, while um, evangelical movies like Hell's Bells sought to connect rock music with the occult. Oh, how dare Aerosmith! Yeah, I see you with your your weird tongue on your shirts. Well, I mean, it is kind of hard to when you know Van Halen comes up with a song called "Running with the Devil," you know, to not you know correlate that with Satan. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I kind of see it, but then you, got, like, then you got like ZZ Top and, you know, all those other guys out there. ACDC, Hell's yeah. Bells, um, let's see, uh, Highway to Hell. Yeah. Mm, I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot there's, out there. There's quite a bit. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's music. Yeah, man. It's just music. It's not. There's it, no... It's art and people like to, you know, especially when you have something in, in front of you where you can literally say and make up anything you want. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can. You can yes. create whatever. So if you're intrigued by something, or if you think someone's going to go, ooh, mm. you're like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you dumbass, you know? <laughs> We're on a highway. What was, that, what was that record that if you played it backwards, it was like Satan talking to you or something like that or like something? I think it was Black Sabbath. Um, I mean, quite a few of them have actually come out. And we, we should totally do a bonus on um, that kind of like the, oh, yeah. the, the uh, subliminal music and stuff. Yes. We should do that. Um, but I think it was either uh, Black Sabbath or an Ozzy record. Mm. But I think uh, actually there were. I thought it was a Beatles one. Beatles too. has one as yeah. well. We're saying like um, John is dead. John is dead or Paul is dead. One yeah. of the two. Yeah. But but if you listen to it, it sounds like five minutes. <laughs> like, did you hear that? It sounds like John is dead. <laughs> I, I don't hear it. No, listen again. <laughs> Do you hear that? Let me let me stop it real fast. Listen to the first part. Here, Paul. No, you twat. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah. exactly, yeah. So a confrontation between the two was almost uh, uh, unavoidable. Uh, this is, you know, with rock music and the occult. It was almost unavoidable given the dual focus on fearing strangers in your neighborhood and Satan in your house. How dare you bring that music into my house? That music of Satan. Oh, man. How dare you listen to Run DMC while I'm downstairs reading the Bible but I like the Beastie Boys. You like Beastie Boys? Yeah. You, they're satanic too? Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> so a now discredited book published in 1980. I love that now discredited. It's like, you dumbass. Uh, in 1980 called Michelle Remembers became a startling hit because it purp uh, purportedly described a childhood filled with horrifying occult sexual assault. Oh, I, I know this book too. Yeah. Yep. Controversial psychologist Lawrence Pazder and his wife Michelle Smith, a former patient who Pastor claimed to have used hypnosis on to travel back in time to when she was a child, served as the book's co-authors. <gasps> I see. Yes. Hypnotize. Yes. Look into my eyes. Oh. I see shit. Do you see my hand crawling up your... No, 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 no. Keep looking at me. Okay. Do, do you feel... <laughs> oh. <laughs> do, you, do you like that? I mean, keep looking. 
Weirdo. I can't handle with the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so according to Pazder, who believed that the Church of Satan predates LaVey's organization by several centuries, okay, Smith was enabled by Pazder to unearth memories of earlier abuse at the hands of the uh, Church of Satan members. So oh, she's going way back. Oh, she's going back, back. Yeah. Way back in time. Almost immediately after Michelle remembers re- it was released, its assertions and accusations were fully refuted. Pazder and Smith were able to back up their claims um, owing to broad and gullible media coverage. Mm. Uh, Media? Hmm. Hmm. We talked about them once or twice, right? Yeah. And Pazder rose to prominence in the field of what would later be referred to as Satan or Satanic Ritual Abuse. Yes. Well, because we can't have that. Mm -mm. That sounds all kinds of bad. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Right. Michelle Remembers was promoted as a textbook for legal experts and other authorities in the 1980s and early 90s, despite the outrageous implausibility and unprovable basis of its tales of gruesome torture and sex orgies. Mm-hmm. It also gave rise to numerous um, yeah, numerous imitative memoirs, such as 1988's Satan's Underground. That's what I feel like they're playing down there. That'd be dope. Yeah, for some I feel like it'd be more like chug, 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 chug. It's probably like a, I don't know, a bagpipe knowing those guys. That'd you be know, awesome. Yeah. But but out of tune bagpipe. Oh, that's not <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> like He's like, you like that? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you hear that? Paul is dead. I told you. <laughs> so anyway, Satan's Underground, which was later revealed to be untrue and which um, embellished and popularized the idea of a sizable cross-generational clandestine cult built on the abuse of satanic rituals that might be taking place in your own neighborhood. Dun, dun, dun. I just want to get that one. I know. I like that. I'll just record it for you. Let's just record ourselves yeah. doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll both do it at the same time. We'll yeah. harmonize. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in summarizing the environment at the time, author uh, Peter Berbagal told io9 that, quote, the devil worshipers may be everywhere. Ooh. Oh. They could live next door to you. They might look after your youngster. Oh, how dare you, sir. I'm sorry if a Satanist group came up to me and be like, we'd like to talk to your youngsters. I would probably let them do it because no one uses that word without bringing good vibes. Youngster? Youngster. Hmm. I'm hip. <laughs> I'm cool. Whoa. <laughs> So the story of Michelle Remembers would have a long-lasting effect on the country. Its sinister occult imaginations contributed to the wave of exaggerated, complex, or completely unsubstantiated allegations of satanic ritual, uh, the abuse from satanic rituals that were made against a number of child care facilities throughout the 1980s. And this is so screwed up. Yeah. It is the most... I remember when I first heard this, I was like, get the... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how are people so gullible? Mm. You know, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway. Remember what uh, our, our, our good buddy from the MIB said? A person is smart. People are dumb. True that. Mm-hmm. True that. That's why I don't hang out with people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you hang out with a person. Right, but that makes us people. No. Yeah. What's more than one person called? Two persons. <laughs> <laughs> I stand corrected. (laughs) The most visible aspect of a larger daycare sex abuse mass panic, which was itself a component of a much larger wave of terror in the 1980s, was the idea that daycare proprietors throughout the nation were inflicting dark occult deeds of child abuse onto their, you know, their young, the young people in their, in their care, in their 
that they're in charge of. Yeah. And it's infuriating to me. The entire story is just absolutely infuriating. Before it ultimately dissipated, this dread would destroy towns, uh, result in two of the most infamous criminal prosecutions in U.S. history and ruin so many lives. Yeah. Some of its victims are actually still serving prison terms today over false allegations mm-hmm. of occult abuse on children in daycare. And if you think I'm fucking with you, you can look it up or maybe we'll do a bonus on it. Yeah. I mean, either way, no, I, I don't know. Because if you guys think I swear at these motherfuckers, <laughs> I'm like, I got that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so, yeah. Anyway, in 1980, the first instances of satanic ritual abuse cases um, were reported in Kern County, California. Social workers in Bakersfield who had read Michelle Remembers were informed of a covert local occult sex ring by two kids who had been forced into making up the allegations by a relative. Okay, so this person was told by two children because somebody else told them to say it. Mm-hmm. Hey, Johnny. Hmm. There's 20 bucks. Do me a favor. Mm-hmm. See that big old ugly lady over there? Oh, yeah. Go tell her okay. that Satan is oh. in there. Oh, no. Just, just go. Just go tell her. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Dummies. Despite, not the kid. The kid's literally, I mean, ugh, whatever. Yes. Despite the utter lack of any supporting physical evidence between 1984 and 1986, at least 26 people would be imprisoned as a result of the inquiry into these convoluted charges. 26 innocent people. Yeah. Nearly all of those convictions have been reversed. Okay. Including that of two parents who were sentenced to 240 years in jail. Years. (laughs) 240 fucking years. Uh, After their own sons were persuaded to accuse them of uh, abuse and one guy who spent 20 years of a 40 year sentence. So they were in for this guy was in for 20 years. That is insane to me. Yeah. How do you get your fucking life back after spending 20 years in a prison? And at the end of the day, you're just like, "Mm, sorry. How do you get your life back after spending 20 years in prison as an innocent person? Yeah. And listen, we we all know it happens way more than it should. Our system is really flawed. I get it completely. But, I mean, this is an actual, like, the dude was found innocent after 20 years. And what do you, what do you, Yeah. Do you, you can sue, but not all the time do you sue. And how much do you, how much money is worth 20 years of your life being locked up in prison? More than the state's going to give me. I don't even think you can put a, in my opinion, you can't really put a dollar amount. No, you really can't. I mean, don't get me wrong. Okay, yeah, I probably could. <laughs> but it's going to be a really big amount. <laughs> Not only is the U.S. going to be in debt to China, but they're going to be in debt to me, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, So, And you'll never get that. Nope. So it's like, ugh, it's so annoying. Throughout the uh, succeeding wave of unsuccessful prosecutions of satanic ritual abuse in daycares and schools across the United States, this template, a spiraling inquiry, outrageous accusations, and very little evidence. And the evidence was the little kids who were being you know, told what to say, they're the ones saying it. Yeah. Not only that, but little kids, and again, we should listen to them if they're saying something's happening, but we have to take everything they're saying with a grain of salt. These are the same kids that believe in the tooth fairy, mm-hmm. the elf on the shelf. That venom lives inside them. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're, they have a mind full of wonderment. Right. And if someone happens to suggest something to them. Or coerce them on a stand. Correct. Then then that becomes, that is an entirely different situation. Correct. Then. 
So we have to take that into account is all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not saying disregard what they're saying. No, but how about get a little bit more Right. Yeah, let's just let's just talk. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, it would actually, this whole thing and this little template and what would happen, it would actually hold on uh, and, and go on for uh, more than 10 years. Crazy. One of these was the catastrophic McMartin trial, which established and still holds the record for being the biggest, costliest, and longest trial in California history. Which wasn't OJ in California when he got prosecuted? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So let's put that into perspective. Yeah. Even OJ didn't come close to this. Yeah. One parent alleged child abuse in uh, 1983 against a member of the staff. So one parent alleged this against a member of the staff at the uh, McMartin Preschool in Manhattan Beach, California. 400 kids who attended the daycare were examined by Key McFarlane, an unlicensed psychologist, over the course of the study. 400 children. Unlicensed. By an unlicensed quack. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, ugh. As a result of McFarland's infamous, um, quote, anatomically, ah, anatomically, (laughs) that's what I said, anatomically correct dolls. Yes, he would actually show them dolls with like hoo-hahs and who touched you in your no-no square. Right. And And his coercive interviewing techniques, a whopping 321 allegations of child abuse against seven daycare employees, employees were made by 41 kids. The startling accusations included assertions that daycare operators had constructed subterranean passageways leading to secret ritual, um, you know, where the rituals would go, uh, had ritually slaughtered a newborn, flushed kids down the toilet, and possessed the ability to fly and transform into wish- witches. We're just, let's just dissect these real fast. Okay. okay. I just, I kind of feel like I need to because this was a legitimate thing that was transpiring. Yep, because we're at like the the we're on the downside of the satanic panic on this one, but we're still there. Mm-hmm. And so so people of 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 authority mm. actually believed mm-hmm. when a child said mm-hmm. that there were subterranean passageways. Mm. They, they, it's a daycare. They used that big word too. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Mm. Yeah. Deptuanian. <laughs> Can you spell that? Nope. <laughs> So passageways leading to the the, the rituals, right? Mm. Leading to these where the rituals would go. Ooh. Yeah, that's where the coven's at. They had ritually slaughtered a newborn. Mm. Okay? Now listen, that one's gross. And if you actually heard that, you'd be like, ooh, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Flush kids down the toilet. Okay. Um, How big are these kids? I mean. Because listen, I've clogged some toilets up before. But they were never as big as a child, is all I'm saying. God, I would hope not. I feel bad for your asshole. And that's what I'm saying. Okay? And, and lastly, but definitely not the, the, the least here, nope. they had the ability to fly and transform into witches. Hmm. And this was in court. And it upheld enough to convict people. <sighs> so due to a dearth, a swath, if you will. A cornucopia? A plethora. <laughs> A shit ton of evidence. The case finally vanished after six years of inquiry, uh, inquiry, inquiry, litigation, and a five-year trial. Five years long. Jeez. All allegations against the daycare workers were eventually dismissed one by one. 
1990, the McMartin Preschool Facility was demolished. Well, yeah, because that's an expensive-ass freaking court case where five years you're fighting, well, and that, you're not able to freaking have any kids there while you're doing yeah, this. You're, you're never going to have a business there again. No. Ever. Even though the allegations were completely unsubstantiated and completely bullshit, yep. you just destroyed these people's lives. Yep. By the middle of the 1980s, the U.S. had become inundated with lectures, guides, and instructional films aimed at authorities and evangelicals that discussed how to spot and dismantle satanic organizations. Well, right? According to journalist Debbie Nathan's 2003 account, law enforcement in El Paso, Texas, quote, were swiftly deployed to ritual crime courses. I've actually seen, forget where I saw it, it was on one of these damn docs that I see where they were sending it, it, it was on that documentary about this, the, mm-hmm. the satanic panic thing, where um, they were sending VHS tapes out and were letting these police officers know what to look for. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Kind of like the uh, the video that I have uh, two paragraphs ahead. Yeah. Oh, is that the one? <laughs> You're welcome. Anyway, nothing like wasting taxpayers' money here. Nope. So these programs were, quote, targeted at law enforcement officials and largely taught by fellow officers, therapists, pastors, and born-again Christians claiming to be former high priests or escapees from unspeakably brutal ritual torture cults, according yeah. according to the report. According. Right, right. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Right. Supposedly. The concept of the satanic ritual abuse cult was completely disproved by the Justice Department in 1992. The Law Enforcement Guide to Satanic Cults... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Ah, is what it's called. The Law Enforcement Guide to Satanic Cults, a 1994 police training DVD. Oh, so it was a DVD. I, I, I stand corrected. It was a DVD. Shows how law enforcement continued to view Satan as a possible criminal indication, even though charges of satanically inspired children or child abuse and their rituals had almost disappeared by this time. And the video was subtitled Got Satanists. It was called Got Satanists. Yep. Question mark. Is this is this right around the time when like Got Milk was out or something? It has to be. <laughs> that is the. You're trying to make. Okay, hold on, hold on. I got it. I got. We got the video. If you want to play, it, you're more than welcome to. Do we have that? Oh yeah, it's, it's the hyperlink right there. Just click on it. And you oh play my it. god, we're totally gonna play that. Okay, so now remember, this is not. <laughs> this is not us. No. Nope. This is there's gonna be some stuff in here that might actually infuriate you. And to be honest, I hope it does. I hope you get super pissed off, and you're like, what in the shit? Yeah. Took place. So, yeah, well, without further ado, got Satanist. <laughs> There's two different communities that use this park. Uh, one is the uh, pagan or occultic community, and the other community is, of course, the homosexual community. Interestingly enough, that mullet's pretty uh, sweet, they though. Go hand in it hand. is a pretty cool. And so, well, see, here you go. Um, upon entering the park, I mean, you can see they've already got started. Uh, okay. Uh, They've already got started. The party's already started, Logan. I don't know if you knew that. The thing about this pentacle is it's an upright pentacle. This is not a satanic pentacle. Freshly painted, by the way. Mm. The reason Mm. why this pentacle would not be considered satanic is because it has one point up. Oh. Now, Satanists would reverse this star, or pentacle as it's called, and have two points up. Those represent uh, the horns of Baphomet uh, and or the horns of Satan. Yeah, uh, but now, right over here, I can see on a tree here. There's a, there's a uh, inverted cross. Now this is satanic. This is a very generic symbol. Uh, let me see. It's, Did he say well, generic? Generic, too. yeah. 
Um, this here, of course, is a, a bastardization of Christianity, and it's a very common symbol. That's Joe Dirt, Obviously, dude. Obviously, they probably That's have a party or, hmm? or a ritual here uh, within the past night or two. All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to bump uh, up a little bit here and see. Mark. Right now, he's just like a path. So he's telling he'll all the. Mark a path. Oh, mark kind a path. Of show you where the action's at. Oh. Uh, the colors they'll use oh, will nope. be white. I think something wrong with his. Black. Those are the dominant uh, working colors out. of uh, the satanic movement. And uh, basically... That DVD's oh, okay, got here. some audio see. problems. Yeah, a little bit. Here you go. This... Oh, see, this is, this is what I'm talking about. Okay, uh, what you're looking at here is called Voodoo Vivi. Um, this is kind of like a coat of arms, if you will. All right, that's enough. Anyway, this freaking... Joe Dirt over here telling everyone about, hey, police officers, see this thing that I just painted? I mean, uh, as he's wiping the white paint off his fingers. Right. You <laughs> turd. So anyway, yes, they actually did that. So when we realize how many real people were murdered because of these outrageous assumptions about devil worship, the comedy of this film, it kind of loses its appeal. Okay. Because I mean, if you watch the video and we'll make sure we have a link for you, it's super funny. Like just watching this guy, but you know, it, it's... It's yeah, anyway. In fact, the idea that the, uh, that satanic panics effects petered out <laughs> in the 1990s is the most harmful of the ideas here. In reality, even though most convictions in satanic ritual abuse cases were ultimately reversed, at least three individuals are still in jail for crimes that very certainly never happened. Okay, so if there's anything to be said about it, that is most definitely it. You know, like it, like like. People were hurt, right? but not in the way they're wanting you to think they are, or were, you know? So Frank Fuster, a uh, Cuban immigrant, and his illegal wife were charged in 1984 with abusing eight children despite coerced questioning sessions mm -hmm, and a lack of tangible proof. Oh, wow. Oh, it's shocking. So weird. Fuster was uh, given a minimum of a 165 fucking years in jail or six consecutive life sentences. He has been incarcerated for more than 35 years. That's of last year, so 36 years now? Yeah. Yeah. And won't be eligible for release until 2134. God, I hope he lives that long. God, so, so That'd be so amazing. I don't care, you know, because obviously he'd be older, older than dirt then. But, I mean, like, that'd be great if he was like, gotcha, bitches. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. It is said that he is unrepresented by counsel. Why is somebody not taking this case? Where, where what is that? Uh, uh, what's that one? The the, 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 the the innocent victims project or innocent project? Something like that. Yeah, innocence project. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. These. What, why are they not? <sighs> Unless there's. I mean. I mean. Still. Yeah. That's still so. Yikes. Although Fuster's sen uh, uh, sentencing, I'm glad I can speak, <laughs> is it's absolutely horrifying. He is not the only person. Patrick Figured, a prisoner in North Carolina, is currently serving life at the age of 72, serving life at the age of 72, after a 1992 conviction stemming from false charges of ritualistic abuse. And Joseph Allen, 63, has been incarcerated in our stupid state, Ohio, since 1994, as a result of a particularly peculiar case in which he and another lady were found guilty of ritualistic child abuse even though they had never even spoken to one another. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, she was cleared though. Oh yeah, she's good. Yeah, she yeah. she's she's all right. Yeah. She's all right. He 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 talked to her once though, so that, that means something different though. <laughs> this episode makes my head hurt so much. So obviously the list is endless. A Florida school administrator or administrator administrator. Uh, who was sentenced to 21 years in jail after being found guilty of making false SRA accusations, that's that satanic ritual abuse accusations, was freed at the age of 80, all right, and told to go abroad. Hey, bye, bye, bye. Yeah. He was uh, found guilty of making false accusations and served time for making those false accusations, but he was released. He didn't serve six life sentences. Right, right, because how, how, why would he? Right. Right. Two preschool proprietors in El Paso were each sentenced to 21 years in jail. Okay. Following yet another pattern of false memory coercion from children, three members of the, um, um, I'm going to say Amaralt, okay, family from Malden, Massachusetts, were, uh, hey, that's out by the uh, Sister Skelton out there. You know? yeah. I mean, they're Jersey, but I mean, it's close enough. I just, close you know, enough. I just wanted to say hi. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were found guilty of false accusations of child abuse in 1984 before being granted release in 1999 and 2004 respectively. Two of the accused were sentenced to 10 and 20 years in jail. The third defendant passed away from cancer while he was imprisoned, preventing the appeal of her conviction. In 1998, the year after she passed away, she was found not fucking guilty. Yeah, not fucking... Yeah. I, I want to call this. Uh, can we call this app? Uh, this episode, um, stupid ass people. Can we do that? Yeah. Can we? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Four lesbians who became known as the San Antonio Four were accused of child molesting and uh, or molestation in 1997 and erroneously found guilty. Hmm. Their battle for uh, for their battle. For, I'm so upset right now. <laughs> their battle for justice lasted close to two decades, and their trial took place against the backdrop of a resurgence of satanic panic linked to homophobia in a conservative state. Mm. Prior to having their convictions reversed in 2015 and finally wiped in 2018, all four women had served 15 years in jail for being gay in a conservative state and someone accusing them of ritualistic shit. We can't have gays in our state, so we got to get them on something. Yeah. Oh, I was actually just talking about this one today, this case. Um, The West Memphis Three, okay, uh, was by far the most well-known criminal case of the satanic panic period. And you guys can all watch the uh, documentary on it. It's it's pretty messed up. Yeah. Yeah. It'll piss you off just like everything else about this. Three teens were charged with the horrible sexual assault and murder of three young boys in West Memphis, Arkansas in 1993. And they were eventually found guilty of the crimes. And if you watch the documentary and you kind of... Despite the lack of any concrete proof, the youths were mostly blamed based on hearsay about their gothic lives and suspicions that they worship Satan. The case was covered in the renowned documentary Paradise Lost. I think that's the one I watched, yeah. And the three men were finally released in 2011 when fresh DNA evidence revealed they had no involvement in the crimes. Their sentences were reduced to time served or 18 years in jail after they made their Alfred pleas. And you know what an Alfred plea is? Mm-mm. An Alfred plea is basically um, it's you saying that you did it and you're, you're whatever, but you're, and when you say you, 
if you're accused of something or if you're in mm-hmm. prison or whatever or right. you're getting ready to go to prison or whatever, um, you know, there's no contest ba- basically means that you're not saying you are guilty or not guilty. Right. Um, an Alfred plea basically means you get to get out of jail, but it's by basically saying that you did it. Uh, it's this weird law that you can do to get out of it. That's weird. Even though new DNA evidence came up and they should have been completely exonerated. Yep. The state made them take Alfred pleas. And it's Alfred for you guys out there. Not Alfred like, you know, Batman's side dude. Yeah, because if Alfred had to plead about anything, it was with a double-barrel shotgun. Right, he'd be like, no, sir, I'm going to kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is fucking stupid. And grab the Batmobile. I'll be out in a second. Yeah, Alfred was the most badass person in the DC universe. I agree. He was the only one who was actually able to make uh, Superman bleed with a headbutt. He was uh, like a, a Secret Service agent back in the day or he something like that. He was badass. Yeah. So the public rapidly lost faith in reports of satanic ritual abuse as a result of the high prominence of such outrageous examples as the McMartin trial catastrophe and the West Memphis Three, right? Of course. However, satanic panic persisted in sweeping the world and having an influence on the lives of innocent people despite all of this bullshit. For instance, Mm. a British man was falsely accused of murder and subjected to months of psychological interrogation by police in Britain in the early 1990s because of his close proximity to the crime scene and his interest in Wicca and other occult practices. Okay. Wicca is... And I know a lot of people, when they hear the word Wicca, they're like, oh, that's witchcraft. Yeah. Actually, if you dive into it further, it's way more about nature. Like, it's it's seriously about nature. And it's about the moon and stars and the alignments and stuff like yeah. that. You know what I mean? I actually, you know, read a lot about that when I was younger. So. Yeah, I had an aunt who was a Wiccan. I'm wicked. <laughs> I'm wicked cool. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Okay, and the notorious trial and conviction of Meredith Kircher's flatmate, Amanda Knox, occurred in 2007 as a result of her murder in uh, Peru, uh, Perugia, in Italy. Uh, Giuliano, oh boy, hmm, thank you for throwing these in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giuliano Mignini, I gotta say it like that too. The lead prosecutor, no, he doesn't get that. Giuliani Mignini, <laughs> there. The lead prosecutor made an unsupported claim during the trial that since Knox must have meant, quote, a sexual and sacrificial rite because the murder occurred the day after Halloween. Mm. Oh, because that makes sense. <sighs> he compared Knox to um, a, a modern-day witch hunt, okay? the whole Her whole case here. Calling her, quote, Lucifer-like, satanic, demonic, devilish, and a witch of trickery. <laughs> this witch, wicked witch of trickery. <laughs> Just burn him. Yes. Witch, witch, she's a witch. Hmm. And this is according to one lawyer. That's what he was basically calling her. After serving four years behind bars, Knox was released after being found not guilty on appeal. In 2015, she was finally declared innocent. Ridiculous. The judicial system was the area where satanic panic had the greatest negative impact. But there were other more widespread impacts as well, many of which continue to this day. For years, players of purportedly occult games like Dungeons and Dragons and others were, they were, everyone hated him. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, how dare you? Strange conspiracy theories uh, proliferated, including those regarding Procter and Gamble being the target of a $19.25 million settlement. <sighs> the frightening clown hoax of 2016 and one man's peculiar Airbnb decor, among others. <laughs> Ah, 
I, I hate people so much. I'm like, not, not you guys. I, I don't hate you because hopefully you would never do anything like this. It's a good thing the pass, the first class passengers are going to be the one that are going to be witnessing the uh, the live event tomorrow. Otherwise, we might have some people, you know, up, 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 coming after us for satanic influence. Yes, we got to be careful about that. We do have to be very careful. Mm-hmm. Well, no, we don't have to because it's our it's our Patreon. We can do whatever we want. So I'm saying the Patreon aren't going to come after us. Oh, by the way, did you get the goat or no? Yeah, you yeah. didn't get the goat yet. No, no, I do. You, you got it. I just don't want to give him up. Oh, you like him now? We're friends. Oh, damn it! I know. I knew that was gonna happen. That's why I should have went and got him. He calls me Bob. The goat calls you Bob. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty cool. He goes Bob. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Even decades later, many of those plots and bizarre rumors around illegal child sex rings still exist. The 2016 clown hoax capitalized on persistent misconceptions that child pedophiles lurk among us and use methods of assault that appear, you know, benign. Additionally, overt co- um, components of satanic panic are pre- present <laughs> in many right-wing conspiracy theories that have grown into grave dangers over the past five years. According to Pizzagate, mm. which, res- which resulted in a believer carrying a pistol to a pizza shop in Washington, D.C. in 2016, Democratic leaders were allegedly detaining minors uh, trafficked for sex in the restaurant's basement. And it didn't have a basement. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah. It's just, yeah, that's just what he heard, and he got upset and was like, ah. Yeah, but they they did turn into witches, though, and flew on broomsticks. Oh, they did? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was documented in a a, 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 a phone. Like, oh. They took a video of it. Yeah, yeah, They just took off like, yeah. Or was it just like, it was more like a, more like a, oh, yeah. Got to get a new broom. <laughs> A dinner party hosted by performance artist Marina Abramova or Abramovi was uh, construed by right-wing conspiracy as a um, demonic ritual in 2016. The stolen emails of John Podesta, Hillary Clinton's former campaign manager, were the source of the initial information on the dinner gathering. Despite the absurdity of the hypothesis here, Abramovi has been accused of being a practicing Satanist ever since. In, tw- in 2020, Angry conspiracy theorist stopped a project she was working on with Microsoft. That's <laughs> come on. Well, I mean, because of all people you're going to correlate Satanism and all the satanic rituals with, it wouldn't be Bill Gates or any of those guys. I mean, come on. Listen, man, I had a PC. I, I can kind of see it. I'm not gonna lie. That thing froze up all the damn time. <laughs> I kind of feel like Bill Gates was the devil. <laughs> not gonna lie. If you guys had, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. What is going on? Why is it spinning? <laughs> and uh, in, in that it was likewise politicized and contained the notion that Democratic leaders were covertly, you know, committing bad deeds, the Abramavi hypothesis was connected to Pizzagate. Given the di- divisive nature of U.S. politics, especially at that time, it is understandable how two false claims, Democrats practicing ritual Satanism and Democrats abusing children, may come to be associated in the minds of some people, unfortunately. I mean, it is killery, though. I'm just saying. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Of course yeah. we're kidding FBI agents that are listening yes. to this right now. Yes. I'm just joking about that, sirs, that are outside my house right now. Yeah, I see you, motherfucker. <laughs> and by the way, where's Satan at? Dude, he's been taking a long-ass time. <sighs> So that's also, you know, exactly kind of what occurred here in uh, 2017, right? Because mm-hmm. we're talking about Democrats and basically everyone's like, <gasps> they're doing what? Mm-hmm. Right. And it can go both on both sides. It's just one side plays the other side. This is just an example. I'm by no means, I've told you guys before, I am not a Democrat. I am not a Republican. Okay. So I am, I'm me, baby. Mm-hmm. That's right. 
know what I just realized? Ooh. What? We didn't give Satan car keys or anything like that, so he's walking to a, a convenience store to get something for us. Well, how the hell did he get here? It's a very good point, actually. All right. Well, how the fuck did he get here? He can hoof it. Get it? <laughs> 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 ah! In October of 2017, a 4chan member going by the alias Q claimed to have information of a massive satanic pedophile network that included Democrats, powerful celebrities, and international leaders. According to Q's conspiracy theory, President Donald Trump was acting incompetent in order to catch the pedophiles in government who, in addition to engaging in satanic rituals and sexual abuse, were also trafficking children in order to extract their hormones and create serums that would give them eternal youth. Wait, I put Donald... I meant to put Epstein, I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> you just got us flagged just by saying that name right there. Yeah. So the moniker for both the conspiracy theory and Q's adherents, his followers, is Q Anon. Okay, which is Q Anonymous because he remained anonymous. Get it? Can how clever? Swiftly, anyway, it swiftly became um, associated with the Q conspiracy. Okay, this whole shit. Mm-hmm. As Q Anon grew, it became a prime example of satanic panic in action. Its followers exploited parents' worries that their kids might be harmed in order to spread the word on social media. So make sure you're telling people. Make sure you're telling people that they're doing this. Mm -hmm. Your kids could be next. Oh, gosh. I know. It's kind of scary. Johnny's dad's like, take this little motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Keeps burning shit. I know. Man, he's burning too much stuff. Anyway. So uh, the organization camouflaged itself from Facebook takedown attempts to uh, by posing as a basic anti-trafficking community and utilized hashtags like the ostensibly unobjectionable hashtag save the children. Mm-hmm. Right. But just as the initial satanic panic disguise, uh, disguised something for, you know, far deeper underneath um, all its bullshit, especially about children. Yeah. So did QAnon. Both groups veiled bigotry, aversion to change, and dread of the other. The FBI designated QAnon as a domestic terrorism threat in 2019 due to the organization's involvement in multiple violent crimes and efforts to recruit militants. Right, because people take shit too damn far. Yep. Listen, a conspiracy is called a conspiracy because there's no proof behind it, right? Right. No tangible proof. Correct. Right. So... I understand people being like, no, I believe this. And that's fine, dude. Go ahead. You, Sure, you're not a critical thinker. It's fine. Um, I'm just saying, you can believe that. Just don't do anything to like harm anybody. Because if there is no tangible proof, your ass is going to jail. Right. For what? You know what I mean? Yeah. For what? Yeah. I don't know. When QAnon members joined the uprising at the U.S. Capitol in January of 2021, not our finest hour, folks. This trend reached a crescendo. Between QAnon and the initial period of satanic panic, there are several obvious changes. For example, QAnon is a political movement with actual political clout. Additionally, although QAnon is nearly uh, its its own religion... Its own cult, basically. Yeah, which is ironic. Mm -hmm. Satanic panic was motivated by a strong religious belief. The methods employed to disseminate these ideologies, however, are essentially the exact freaking same. They include alarmism, fear-mongering, hysteria, and stories of crazily gothic scenarios, including blood drinking, infants being used as humans, uh, human organs, and witches. You can't sit there and talk about conspiracies when you and your faction 
are diving into the same type of conspiracy. You know what I mean? Right. You're you're doing the same shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The greatest irony of satanic panic, according to writer Debbie Nathan, is that its alleged victims, children, uh, the children here, were hushed during the drawn-out investigation surrounding the hysteria of the 1980s and 90s, but not by the defendants who stood accused. Instead, well-meaning prosecutors, therapists, and interviewers who would not pay attention to their original accusations and would press them for more enticing responses, they hushed them. So in other words, so no, this is what you said, right? Well, no, 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 no. Remember when you said that? Mm-hmm. Remember when you said he that that man did something to you? Mm-hmm. What did he do? Oh, he just you know he's nice. No, 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 no. He's not nice, is he? He's a bad man. Yeah, yep. <laughs> you know what I mean. Instantly, yep. instantly. That it's yeah. when medical evidence did exist, it frequently took the shady form of quote technologically updated versions of the medieval preoccupation with scrutinizing female genitalia for signs of sin and witchcraft and of 19th century forensic medical campaigns to detect promiscuity and homosexuality by examining the shapes of lips and penises. What? Is you... No, no, huh? You're a Satanist? Hmm. Your dick weird. (laughs) The swing to the left? (laughs) You know what I mean? What the... In the midst of it all, the media helped to spread a wave of terror among the general population, which caused several groups of sane, intelligent... Oh, let me back this up. But supposedly sane, allegedly intelligent individuals to join in. I'm sorry, I just had to... <laughs> I want to I wanna make sure. <laughs> Parents and prosecutors, therapists and investigators, jurors and judges, reporters and readers. Everything in the story's path was carried along, including victims of all ages. In other words, the abusive tactics used during the satanic panic were the same as those used during earlier times of widespread panic, such as the McCarthy era and the witch hunts. It's all too simple to imagine such processes coming into play once more at a period of profound social upheaval. You're talking about the mid-80s all the way up into the 2000s here. Ready to bend toward the following, you know, unresisting, easily shunned stranger and willing to call them dangerous. In other words, you yeah, right over there. I heard that. You hear that? Yeah. Your, your that throat. A little, your, that was a little burpy burp. Your throat. No more fizzy for you. I know. Fizzy's bad. Yeah. It's too fizzy. Fizzy. Fizzy bubbly. The fizzy bubbleach. <laughs> bubbleach. <laughs> In other words, there's a media-fueled panic right now over the newest demonic influence. Mm. Whether it's possessed clowns, dishonest politicians, or a performer selling Satan shoes. In other words, there will always be another one. Or the Pope sitting on a Satan, satanic throne. Right. Yes, yes, that was a that's a huge one. It's still kind of going on. Yeah, yeah. However, satanic panic demonstrates uh, that the true dread is not that. Uh, it's it's the real worry here is that someone could determine you, you listener, are under the control of the devil, and they could do that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They could do it right now. They'd be talking to somebody else, saying, "No, I'm telling you, I watched his eyes." That's a big thing on the internet where people are like, "Watch their eyes. They're lizard folk." Yep. Well, I mean, yeah, look at... It was a glitch in the film. Calm down. Look at what's-his-face from Facebook, man. He's definitely a freaking lizard guy. The dude, the, the main guy from Facebook, the guy who... What the hell is that guy's name? Suckerfuck? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sucker Punch? Yeah. That no. that dude never blinks, and his eyes are always bug-eyed, because he's waiting to look away so he can do the little vertical blink. Oh, he breathes with his eyes? Yeah. Yeah, two sets of eyelids! <laughs> 
So now, in 1984, McFarlane informed a congressional committee that youngsters were being forced to observe odd ceremonies involving the killing of animals and partake in uh, scatological conduct. So in other words, that's poop, poop. right? It's poop, 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 mouth, run, run, burgundy. <laughs> Sorry. Shortly after that, the U.S. Congress increased uh, funding for child safety initiatives by half. Okay. In his speeches following the uh, McMartin trial, psychiatrist Roland Summit painted the phenomenon as a conspiracy involving everybody who was dubious about the occurrence. Carol Darling, a social worker, said before a grand jury in 1986 that the government was involved in the scheme. Her husband, Brad Darling, spoke at conferences about an ancient satanic plot that, in his opinion, was now rife across American society. <laughs> yeah, these conspiracy theories get kind of crazy. Yeah, okay, so now let's talk about bad. Mm. And I don't mean an amazing album by Michael Jackson. <laughs> Who's bad? Dun, 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 dun. Your butt is wide. Oh, mine is too. Just shut your mouth or I'll sit on you. Who's fat? Sorry. <laughs> I love Weird Al so much. Anyways, no, we're not talking about that. So Bad, B-A-D-D, was founded in 1985 as a result of Patricia Pulling's collaboration with National Coalition on Television Violence. Um, uh, National Coalition of Vi- <laughs> Television Violence. So the NCTV. All right. And that's the head of that is uh, Thomas Radecki, a psychiatrist. Okay. Uh, who is uh, apparently bothered by Dungeons and Dragons? That's okay. an a, that's that's what bad is. Is that what it stands for? Yeah, bothered about Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> the fuck out of here! Everybody was so worried about Dungeons and Dragons, man. It's a cultish thing. That, that's oh boy, <sighs> it's the cult, man. All these kids nowadays, though, they watch Stranger Things, so they know they're all into Dungeons and Dragons now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so of course, you guys, if you're not familiar with it, it's a role-playing game, okay? And basically, yeah, there's dragons and stuff like that. It's a role-playing game. You go in, you be whatever the fuck you want to be, and you go do whatever the fuck you want. But it's 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 not a video game. No. It's literally like you're sitting there with dice, and you yep. have characters, and you actually you're playing a character or yeah. multiple characters. You're writing it. a script. You're writing a story. You're following along with the story. You guys interact with each other in this huge like. Amazing! It's like watching Lord of the Rings, but actually playing the characters. I told you I would totally do a Dungeons and Dragons night at the house. Fuck yeah, dude! Like I got whole, like bring the whole family. I literally can have like twenty people over here that'll do that with us. Man. Really? Oh yeah, dude! Be awesome. I got a huge that. ass following for Dungeons and Dragons. They're I mean, always hit me up. I, I want to know if you guys want to get involved. I mean, you can't come to my house, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> hey, we can meet up, bro. Yeah, we can meet up someplace. Yeah, North Thompson recess. I'm just kidding. Like, you guys can come to my house as but long you, as you bring beer. But you have to be a Patreon member. Yes. Yeah. Unlike Satan, speaking of beer, what the fuck? Uh, anyway. So anyway, it, that's what it is right here. So this guy was like super upset about the damn thing, and he was, you know, um, basically it's a believed it was a satanic cult, and they had recruitment tools that encouraged adolescents to commit sur- suicide, murder, and engage in abusive satanic rituals. Right? Those S A S R A or whatever. Yeah. Television teachers, childcare facilities, and heavy metal music were also allegedly used as recruitment methods. So anything and everything you do is a recruitment for Satan. Remember that. <laughs> right. Occasionally by serving police personnel, this knowledge was presented at policing and public awareness courses on crime and the occult. In an investigation or in court, none of these claims were proven true. Oh, wait, really? Should I reiterate that again? Yeah, one more time. Um, <laughs> in an investigation or in court, none of these claims we're proven true. Oh, okay. Thank you. I didn't yeah. hear you right the first okay. time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In fact, a study of juvenile suicide during the relevant time period discovered that role-playing game uh, players had a significantly lower suicide rate 
than the national norm. You know why? Because nerds had a place to go. Right. These kids who were, you know, pushed around and, and messed with in school and stuff like that that would normally, unfortunately, self-harm, they've got friends and they, they have a, it's a, it, it, yeah, is it a cult in its own sense? Not a cult. It's a, I guess, ah. Uh, fine line again. <laughs> exactly. There's that but line again. it's. To me, it's almost like a good group of friends because right. like, there's literally like you can go there, there's forums that you can go to and you can find like Craigslist ads, which obviously don't go to Craigslist for, but there's Craigslist oh, ads no, don't do that. for D and D sessions, and you can literally just meet up with random people and have D and D night with them, not necessarily in their basement, but you can go to a, a, a public place and right. play D and D with each other. It's the same thing with me, and I know it's on a kind of different level or whatever, but why I was always okay with my kids playing video games. Yeah. Because A, I'm gonna teach you the difference between, you know, reality and fiction. Right. Um, B, I know it's really good for your brain mm-hmm. and your hand and eye coordination, stuff like that. And you know what I mean? Like, and same thing with that. Like you, you're, you're kind of, you're creating stories and you're creating friendships. Right. So that's why, that, exactly why that's lower. Guess what? Little Johnny, who's burning down somebody's freaking house and may have been thinking about bad things or whatever, mm-hmm. found some like-minded friends and started playing a board game where they get to be in this fantastical world of dragons and wizards and shit like yeah. that. Where he can burn down fake shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. He got it all out. You know exactly. I mean? It was perfect. Rolls on at 20 and he gets to burn down a house. Right. There you a, go. It was a perfect segue for him. I loved it. <laughs> By the late 1980s, therapists or patients who thought someone had SRA could recommend treatments like Christian counseling, exorcisms, and support, uh, support groups with members who self-identified as anti-satanic fighters. That right there just sounds like a terrorist group. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, boy. The amount of federal financing for uh, studies on child abuse has increased, with the majority of the money going towards studies on child sexual assault. Okay. Uh, Additionally, funding was given for conferences that promoted SRA, lending the concept of a veneer of respectability and giving prosecutors a chance to share tips on how to best secure convictions. Tactics like destroying notes, refusing to record interviews with children, and destroying or refusing to share evidence with the defense, amongst others. Mm. All of that is highly illegal. Mm-hmm. If evidence had been found, SRA would have been the first instance in which mental health professionals had learned of a planned and covert criminal operation. Quote, estimates indicate that there are over one million Satanists in the United States and they are linked in a highly structured covert network. Yeah, that's from Geraldo. Ugh. This is what he claimed in that 1987 special he created on the purported secret cults. The belief that satanic cults were conspiring to commit significant crimes was later spread by religious zealots, psychotherapists, social workers, and the police using recordings of this and related talk show episodes. So they were using talk shows. <laughs> like, man, it's like going to your wife, telling her you just cheated on her. But here's an episode of Oprah to help you get through it. <laughs> that's a good one. You know what I mean? I would have went with Jerry, but yeah, that's good. But, oh, Jerry. <laughs> fight, fight. No, no, no. <laughs> so theorizing about ritual abuse from uh, his um, ha- ha- hypnotherapy sessions with patients, psychologist uh, D. Uh, Corridan Hammond, damn, what a name. D. Corridan Hammond claimed in the 1990s that his patients were the victims of a global conspiracy of organized, covert, clandestine cells that used torture, mind control, and ritual abuse to create alternate alternate personalities that could be, quote, activated with code words. Satan, 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 Satan. So, wait a minute. What? Is he saying that all these kids were like winter soldiers? Is that what they were? I mean... Satan soldiers? Satan's winter soldiers? Satan's winter soldiers? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
The victims were allegedly trained assassins, prostitutes, drug dealers, and child sex workers. Blech. You know, of course, because, you know, to create the child pornography. Right. With that, because then it, I don't even like talking about that. The plan, according to Hammond's patients, was hatched by a Jewish doctor. Of course it was. <laughs> in Nazi Germany. Aha! <laughs> who now worked for the Central Intelligence Agency. That's the CIA right here in God. With the intention of establishing a satanic cult as the world's dominant force. Hot damn, we're going to do it. Woo! (laughs) According to rumors, the cult was made up of respectable, influential members of society who utilized the money to advance their own goals. It was claimed that the victims' missing memories and the lack of evidence were proof of the cult's strength and efficiency in advancing its goals. Hammond's assertions attracted a lot of attention, in part because of his stature in the hypnosis and psychotherapy industry. See, I thought it was because he was making dinosaurs. What? John Hammond. Jurassic Park. Get the fuck out of here, you kid. Come on. That was good. I'll give it to you. All right. I'm just, I didn't remember it. (laughs) (laughs) Satanic ritual abuse brought together a number of entities that would not typically interact, including police enforcement, self-help organizations, psychotherapists, and religious fanatics. Religious fundamentalists joyfully spread allegations of SRA during the initial accusations, which were made in the context of the ascending political influence of conservative Christianity in the U.S. Uh, dissociative identity disorder was, which uh, that used to be dissociative identity disorder was multi. Is that multiple personality? Well, it used to all be stemmed from. Uh, used to all be. But uh, that was the blanket term for it, or whatever. Well, schizophrenia was the blanket term for all of that because that included MPD and all that stuff as well, too. But then they kind of broke it up in the last like ten or fifteen years. Well, it, it was uh, first promoted by psychotherapists who were devout Christians. Soon after, reports resembling Michelle remembers started to surface. Okay, prompting some therapists to hold the view that certain patients aft- alter personalities, uh, or or their altered personalities were the consequence of demonic possession. Hmm. So it couldn't just be mental illness. No. 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 We, don't, we don't link mental illness to Satan no. at all. No. No. Mm. <laughs> I don't like that. What do you like? I like mustard. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, through sermons about the risks of uh, SRA, talks by supposed experts and prayer meetings, including showings of the 1987 Geraldo Rivera television special. Yes, I know his name's Geraldo Rivera, but fuck him. Anyway, <laughs> uh, his, his little... Weird television thing. Uh, Protestantism? Yeah, that's good. Protestantism. Protestantism. Why don't you have some more consonants in that? Jesus. Um, It had a significant role in creating, propagating, and supporting rumors. Secular supporters started to emerge, and child protection professionals got heavenly evolved, right? (gasps) What? They can't take our kids? No. Absolutely not. Law enforcement instructors, many of whom are uh, fervently religious themselves, took a significant interest in the claims and positioned themselves as quote-unquote, experts in the field. That's like calling me an expert, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, additional allegations of SRA were made as a result of their involvement in instances involving child sexual abuse, giving the issue even more validity. The motivations attributed to um, claimed Satanists changed from opposing a religious foe to mind control and abuse as an end in and of themselves when the explanations for SRA were separated from evangelical Christianity and affiliated with survivor groups. So one way or another, they're going to get they're gonna get you. Mm-hmm. That's it. Although the allegations of therapists uh, were unsupported, got that, by any evidence, 
Got that too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Other than the testimony of their clients, clinicians, psychotherapists, and social workers documented clients with supposed history of SRA. You know, with all of this, you would kind of think that, you know, didn't we go through something similar like this back in like, what was it, the 1600s? Was it, what would we call that? The Salem witch trials? When they were supposed well, there were witch trials all over the, the world, but yeah, like, yeah, I mean, like you would think England that, had a rough one. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yes, you would think. But the problem is, is that the same people that thought that that was okay at the time are the same. Listen, man, you can, a horse doesn't change its color. You know what I mean? Like, you may get older and may get more advanced and whatever, but that horse is still a horse. So can we beat a dead horse? I feel like we do that every time on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, people are, those same types of people are going to be the same types of people forever. That's just how it is. It's weird. In 1987, Catherine Gould uh, produced a list of, quote, indicators that claim to be able to diagnose SRA in the majority of young children. Oh, can't wait to hear this. Yeah. The list included a wide range of ambiguous symptoms that were ultimately widespread, nonspecific, and subjective. Shocker. <laughs> By the late 1980s, allegations started to surface all over the world, including Canada, Love Australia, G'day, the United Kingdom, Hi, <laughs> you fucking cunts. <laughs> hey, you bunch of cunts. Uh, New Zealand, the Netherlands, and Scandinavia, helped in part by English being a widely spoken language internationally and in the United Kingdom by Gold's list of indication. <sighs> Through a variety of continuing education workshops where attendees were exhorted to um, uh, to accept the existence of the satanic cults, their victims, and not to doubt the severe and odd memories unearthed, belief in SRA expanded quickly among mental health professionals. Despite any lack of evidence. Oh. <laughs> it's a dark time in our lives, folks. It's yeah. a real, real dark time. It's when we can just, you know, walk around and be like, hey, I, I don't like you. Why? Because you're a Satanist. Witch, witch, she's a witch. Just burn them all, man. And why did I sound like Bill Clinton when I said that last thing? <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> no, it's not It's not good. I don't like this at all. I did not have any sexual relations <laughs> I with I did not woman. claim anyone was a Satanist. I don't know. He probably didn't. Whatever. <laughs> probably. I don't, I don't know. I don't have any facts. But then again, I wasn't there. So, yeah, but it could be proven, though. Right. Because yeah. you don't have any facts. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'll just tell you and you'll tell someone else. And it's, it, that's, yeah, that's all we need. That's how we do this, right? Unrelated pieces of material, including patient-drawn images, heavy, medi, heavy, medi, <laughs> heavy metal album covers, oh, boy, historical legends concerning de- uh, devil worshiping, and images of animal mutilation were used as evidence. You wonder if that's why, like, quote-unquote heavy metal back then got so popular because they made it so bad to listen to so that's why people started listening to it it it, it gets shifted into the public spotlight right and so if you are looking at these people like oh my god these people are stupid but who is that i want to listen to that i want to check that out or or what it did is even push you further towards that because you're like oh my god i, I can't stand these people now i'm going to listen to this stuff yeah fair you point, know fair point. but again if you ne- if you've never heard of that before you know like then you see this on the news and newspapers and, and media outlets all over the place, then, yeah, I think it opened it up a lot more hmm. to people, you know? And don't get me wrong, there's an extent to some of this stuff, because I, I love metal, and I know you do too. Oh, yeah. Um, there's an extent where, like, I can't deal with, like, you know, no offense to any dying fetus listeners out there, Moody. Um, I can't get into that. It's, no. a little bit, it's a little bit too, for me, I'm not going to sit there and judge them for it. Right. Or judge anyone that listens to it, you know? No. It's dumb. Like, what about people who like Mushroomhead? 
<laughs> I still love you. I still love you. I'm not a fan, but I still love you. And I still love the guys in the band, too. And so. Five Finger? Again, I'm not going to judge <laughs> them. I'm going to judge you all day. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> so patients shared their stories of their experiences at the seminars, and the speakers emphasized the significance of memory recovery for healing. Right? We have to heal. Yeah. Speaking in the largest child abuse symposium ever held, which took place in Australia in 1986, were prominent SRA supporters Key McFarlane, Roland Summit, Astrid Heppenstall Hager, <laughs> oh boy, and David Finkelhor. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Finkelhor. You fickle whore. <laughs> you, 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 your name, buddy. Oh boy. My name's David Finkelhor. What? <laughs> you did what to a what now? Yeah. yeah. Oh, what, what is that from? Uh, from uh, da, 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 hold on. Uh, Ace Ventura. His name was Finkel, wasn't it? Einhorn. Yeah. Einhorn's Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn. <laughs> yeah. And he's over there bleeding. Yeah. yeah. And he's sucking his mouth out with the, the, <laughs> with plunger, the plunger and stuff. Yeah. 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 It's such a good movie. Uh, until you saw the dick. Yeah. Well, yeah. The Cleveland Child Abuse Crisis, uh, crisis and Literature on the Issue first appeared in the UK in 1987. The British McMartin, quote-unquote, which, uh, which was inspired uh, in part by British writer Tim Tate's research on the subject, was created as a result of SRA allegations in Nottingham. In addition to the list of indications, American conference speakers, booklets, source materials, consultants, terminology related to SRA, and purported sponsorship were imported, which aided in the identification and counseling of British SRA complaints. They had pamphlets <laughs> and so much more. They were going around knocking on people's doors. Have you heard about Satan? We're not that organized. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> wasn't a very good comparison there, but anyway. <laughs> the Nottingham investigation led to criminal charges of severe child abuse that, in the end, had nothing to do with Satan and his rituals. As a result, it came under fire for putting too much emphasis on the allegations, irrelevant and non-existent satanic elements at the expense of the children's severe conventional abuse. Yes, thank you. I, that it's it, that's what it should be. Right. You're using the the these poor children and what they're going through to help your agenda out and creating these false narratives, and then it's a completely outlandish false narrative to begin with. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you've got all these people going, "Here's a pamphlet. <laughs> Save our children. Satan's behind you. You know, like eighty-five cents can get you a plate. Yeah. It's ugh. yeah. Detective Sandy Gallant of the San Francisco Police Department spoke with a newspaper in the UK in 1989. SRA cases started to appear in Orkney, Rockdale, London, and Nottingham shortly after numerous other therapists began speaking about SRA while touring the nation. Hmm. I didn't know this was a thing. Now I know this is a thing. Oh, they all have it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Charges in the Martinsville satanic sex scandal were brought in 1992. However, they were later dropped in 1995 due to a faulty or due to faulty child in uh, interrogation practices. Hmm. Remember earlier they were talking about how to yeah, do all that and yeah. In 1991 and 1992 respectfully respectively I can't even speak today anyway. I'm all <laughs> upset. A surge of SRA allegations surfaced in New Zealand and Norway. In Egypt, 
tabloids like and remember they were talking all English speaking places too. Right. Uh, tabloids like Rose Al Youssef began uh, uh, publishing articles in the middle of the 1990s alleging that a subculture of Satan worship and rituals was becoming more popular among teens and young people from the middle and upper classes and linking it to metal and heavy metal music, bands, symbolism, and graffiti. Oh, of all things. Abdallah Kamal wrote the initial essay, which was published on November 11th of 1996. This is 1996. But soon, additional writers and journalists joined them, or joined him, excuse me, including Adele Hamouda. The security apparatus eventually raided the homes of some young people involved in the music scene and their friends, confiscating CDs and tapes, forcing them to wear short hairstyles, and subjecting them to religious re uh, reformation uh, and reformation sessions before releasing them as a result of public intrigue. But the scare persisted until the mid-2000s and was periodically stoked by books in talk shows. In the late 90s, early 2000s, they were going into people's homes and kids that were listening to metal music were basically being arrested and having to go through these, yeah, reform, reform, reformation, I don't know why I kept saying reformative, yeah. yeah, these sessions and forced to wear a short haircut. It's like Footloose on steroids. That's like Footloose, but government Footloose. Oh my God. God. That's like Footloose with guns. Uh-huh. That's like Footloose with... Pyramids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In 1998, Jean LaFontaine published a book claiming that SRA claims in the UK were the result of investigations overseen by social workers who had attended SRA seminars in the US. Oh, that's what it is. Listen, they should have known. Yeah, you can't take anything that these Yanks take, you say, for, you know, anything <sighs> more than just shit. Um, I'm going to say this. Is this Ilona? Yeah. Ilona Stamfi and Robin Remen of Swish, uh, Swish? <laughs> Swiss Television presented evidence in two separate reports in 2021 and 2022 that various groups and individuals in Switzerland, including teachers, psychotherapists, high-ranking police officers, and a senior physician of Kleinia, uh, the country's largest private psychiatric clinic group, continued to hold conspiracy theories closely related to the satanic panic. That's this year, folks. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. This year, they're still doing this. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Two of the professors who were interviewed, along with the uh, senior physician, were fired as a result of the initial documentary. And now, boys and girls, it's your favorite part of the show, the movie review. Which top ten movies will make the cut today? Today. Ah, ha, ha. All right, so we're talking about the top. Uh, you want to do 15 or just just do the 10? I'll do all of them. Do all of them? All right, yeah. top 15 satanic movies. We, well, we have to because it's almost Halloween, right? Yeah. All right. So you told, you said I have to start from the top on this one? Do from the top, man. But it says one. But in the corner, it says 15. Where is this? Uh, oh. And it also has a, a, a meta score of like 33. So, yeah. I still don't know what that means. Anyway, so this is from Imdba, one of our favorites. But I love it because it gives us like what they made and stuff like that. Uh, number 15 on our list is the one and only. Oh. This is me. I did a movie. Yeah. About Satan. Oh, no. I did. Was it good? He's okay. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so this is End of Days from 1999. I've definitely seen this one. Um, at the end of the century, Satan visits New York in search of a bride. It's up to an ex-cop. That's me! <laughs> <laughs> 
who now runs an elite security outfit to stop him. That's right. You got to stop him. I actually went to the theater and saw this. Really? Yep. You went to the theater to watch a movie about an SRA guy? Yeah. Nice. I did. Yeah. I did. Did he go to the U... Never mind. What? I was going to say, did he go to U.S. for all the information on it? But anyways. You all right? Yeah. Okay. Um, this one uh, grossed uh, $66.89 million hairs. Wow. So, yeah. Obviously, it stars the one and only Arnold Schwarzenegger, Gabriel Byrne, Robin Tenney, and Kevin Pollack. Huh. All good actors. All of them. All of them. Number 14 on the list is 1975's The Devil's Reign. Uh, a satanist... Satanist? Damn it! A satanistic... Mm, <laughs> satanist cult leader is burnt alive by the local church. Was this Freddy Krueger? Oh. He vows to come back to hunt down and enslave every descendant of his congregation. It's, it is Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah. By the power of the Book of Blood contracts in which they sold their souls to the devil. Okay. <laughs> Never heard of this one. Nope. Uh, let's see. Ernest Borgnine's in it, though. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, this is like, what, 75? Yeah. Eddie Albert, Ida Lupino, and William Shatner. <laughs> it's on the wing. Some thing. It's on the wing. Sorry. I got to work a little bit more on that. Um, number 13 on our list, a great movie, I thought, uh, Stigmata from 1999. Uh, let's see. Uh, you, okay. When a young woman becomes aff- afflicted by stigmata, a priest is sent to investigate her case, which may have severe ramifications for his faith and for the Catholic Church itself. For those listening that may not know what stigmata is, do you want to yes. know? Stigmata is where you get the, um, basically like where Jesus Christ was crucified at. Um, the like the holes where the the pins or whatever went through the wounds the wounds yeah instead of it being on like supposedly it's supposed to be on the the wrist but a lot of the movies then portrayed it on the hands yeah if you uh, I guess the Bible supposedly supposedly says it's the wrist or whatever because if it was the hands um it would rip through yeah that's why they think it was the wrist or whatever yeah. uh, also feet um the spear in the side yeah. And then the crown of thorns. Oh, yeah. So you get all those, like, wounds and stuff like that. So, yeah, if you watch the movie, it, it starts happening. It's pretty awesome. Um, it stars uh, Patricia Arquette, Gabriel Byrne. I'm seeing a little bit of a... Oh, maybe he's the new... Boy. Neil Long and Jonathan Price. It grossed $50.05 million. Hairs. Hmm. It's a good movie. I like it. Number 12, 1977's The Sentinel. Oh, boy. A young woman moves into an apartment in a building which houses a sinister evil. I wonder if it's Satan. Oh. Damn, I can't wish I was pressing the button right now. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. This stars uh, Christina Raines, Ava Gardner, know her, uh, Chris Sarandon, and Martin Balsam. Balsack. I don't know what his name is. Anyway. Balsack. <laughs> uh, doesn't say how much it made. All right. So moving on. Uh, ooh, yes. Number 11, Legend. Oh, I love this movie so much. Really? Yes. Never heard of it. What? Seriously? Yeah. Tom Cruise? You never seen this? Nope. Tim Curry, like the guy who played the original It. Yep. He was the devil in it. Yep. It is the most fantastic makeup I've ever seen, ever. I've seen the memes of it. Two of my favorite, the most uh, of my favorite, like makeup on, like um, you know, in movies or whatever, in like um, I don't know, prosthetics or whatever you want to call it, like yeah. the actual makeup. It's the devil from this, mm-hmm. and then uh, the Red, devil. Red Skull. Oh, so the devil from uh, the Pick of Destiny, but yeah, that works too. <laughs> That's Dave Grohl. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, but which is, it looks identical to this one though, yeah. except it's way he's way tougher. Anyway, so a young man must stop the Lord of Darkness from destroying daylight and marrying the woman he loves. And of course, stars the one and only nut job Tom Cruise, woo, Tim Curry, and David Bennett. And it grossed fifteen point five million dollars, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It's from nineteen eighty five. Sorry about that. 
Uh, number 10 on our list is uh, 1975's Race with the Devil. Hmm. The Devil. The Devil. They're playing that fool's ball with the devil. Anyway. Two couples vacationing together in an RV from Texas to Colorado are terrorized after they witness a murder during a satanic ritual. Ooh. All right. Stars Peter Fonda. Okay. Okay. Warren Oates. No idea. Loretta Swit and Laura Parker. And this one grossed 16 point, uh, no, excuse me, 12.64 million dollars. Uh, number nine on our list is Prince of Darkness from 1987. Of course, it's a John Carpenter film. Huge fan of John Carpenter and everything he's done. We've done an episode on John Carpenter before, so go back and listen to that. A group of graduate students and scientists uncover an ancient canister in an abandoned church. When they open the container, they inadvertently unleash a strange liquid and an evil force on all humanity. That just sounds like Pandora's box with more steps. Truth. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. Da- Donald Pleasance, Lisa Blount. I don't know who that is. Jameson Parker and Victor Wong. $14.18 million. $14.18 million. Ooh. Number eight on our list is uh, 2005's The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah. It was all right. It was all right. It was a little overdone. Yeah. Yeah. So a lawyer takes on a negligent homicide case involving a priest who performed an exorcism on a young girl. And this is actually based, so loosely based yeah. on, I believe it's the, the one that we talked about uh, not too long ago. Um, is, is that Emily? No. I, anyway, I'm just talking about my ass. Whatever. Uh, it grows $75.07 million. It's a lot. Not too bad yeah, for, for a horror movie. For a horrible movie. I'm sorry. I mean a horror movie. <laughs> right? That <laughs> stars Laura Linney, uh, which I love her to death. Uh, Tom Wilkinson. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that name. And Campbell Scott. So, yeah. I just, I don't know. It's, I, I, I guess I have to try it, right? <laughs> that's that's why you guys are listening right now. They hear me fuck everything up. Um, Shore. Agdashulu. Good job. <laughs> it's probably like Steve Simpson. Yeah. Uh, number seven, The Ninth Gate. Love yeah. this movie. It was, a, it, was a, it was a hard one for me to get around. Really? I dug it, though. Yeah. Dude, yeah, as soon as I got into it, man, I was like, oh, this is awesome. It's just, I love Johnny Depp. It's good awesome. stuff. Yeah. A rare book dealer, while seeking out the last two copies of a demon text, gets drawn into a conspiracy with supernatural overtones. Of course, Johnny Depp. This is a Roman Polanski movie, y'all. Yeah, it's a slow burn, but it's a good movie. That's Sharon Fun. Sharon Tate from you know the Manson murders. That was her husband. Yeah, yeah this is the guy. He's also the guy that can't come back to the United States because he's wanted for bad stuff. Anyway, um, Franklin Gella, Lena Olin, Emmanuel Segner uh, grossed eighteen point six six million dollars, which still sounds low to me. For some, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I thought it would make more. Yeah. But hot damn, this next one, baby, number six. Ooh, I would hope that this was number one on the list, but I I'll, would, I'll take it. It's yeah. fine. Two thousand five's Constantine. Oh yeah, such a great movie. And they're coming up with part two. Do da do da. To do them justice though, I, they better not. It's they can't screw it up. It's John fucking Constantine. Yeah. <laughs> Supernatural exorcist and demonologist John Constantine helps a policewoman prove her sister's death was not a suicide, but something more Keanu Reeves our boy I, I, I if anyone were to ask me today like who I would want to actually meet mm-hmm. it would be Keanu Reeves oh 100% like straight up like he's my number like if I could meet Keanu Reeves dude that, that'd be amazing so wholesome so humble just seems like a great just dude just a phenomenal guy yeah and then the next person I would want to meet would be the next guy on this list uh, Rachel Weisz no 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 the next one uh, uh, Dumont Hansoul no the next one uh, what is a 
Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> that guy is crazy. He's crazy. That dude's nuttier than Squirrel Turtle. You know what's funny, though? He's all in the news right now because he switched over to uh, Catholicism. Like, it's all over the news because now he's a devout Catholic. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what you guys need. You need him as the face of the Catholic <laughs> faith right now. That's what you need. You need, do it, that guy. Yeah. That's what you need. Oh, boy. Uh, it grossed $75.98 million. Hell, yeah, it did. Yes. I might watch that tonight. I'm probably going to, too. Number five on our list is 1987's Angel Heart. Great movie. This one's super cool, especially De Niro's part in it. It's just awesome. A private investigator is hired by a man who calls himself Louis Cipher to track down a singer named Johnny Favorite. But the investigation takes an unexpected and somber turn. Stars Mickey Rourke. Oh, yeah. You know who that is, right? Oh, I know who Mickey Rourke is. Who is it? Uh, that's the bad guy in uh, uh, Iron Man 2. Good job. I love Mickey Rourke. Robert De Niro, Lisa Bonet, and Charlotte Rampling. Now, do you know who Lisa Bonet is? I mean, it sounds pretty. Uh, well, she was on The Cosby Show. And up until recently, I'm pretty sure she was married to the guy, and they may still be together, that plays Aquaman. What? Yeah. Seriously? I swear. I wouldn't shit you. You're my favorite turd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I think they just split up, though, maybe. Really? Right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm probably creating. So she was, like, young in this movie, then. I'm cre- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, for okay. sure. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, let's see. Grossed uh, 17.19 a million dollars. Hmm. Another great movie up here. Um, and this is my one of my other favorite actors. 1997's The Devil's Advocate. An exceptionally adept Florida lawyer is offered a job at a high-end New York City law firm with a high-end boss, the biggest opportunity of his career to date. And it's Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah. Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. Charlize Theron. Oh, yeah. And Jeffrey Jones. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good on you, Jeff. Anyway, great movie. Fan- I mean, it's fantastic. Uh, gross $60.98 million. Hairs. Number three on our list is Rosemary's Baby from 1968. And we've talked about this. Yeah, Basically, a, a woman gets knocked up by the devil. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What you, would you say? I said we talked about this movie yeah. a lot. Well, because it pops up all the damn time. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Mia Farrow, John Cassavetes, uh, Ruth Gordon, and Sidney Blackmer. doesn't say how much it made, though. I just like that it's rating. It's not P or G or PG or PG-13 or rated R. It's just approved. Where do you see that at? <laughs> it says, oh, up top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. It just says approved. Approved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess you can watch it. Yeah, I guess. Um, number two on the list is The Omen mm. from 1976. Mysterious deaths surround an American ambassador. Could the child that he is raising actually be the Antichrist? The Devil's Own Son, starring Gregory Peck, Lee Remick, Harvey Stevens, and David Warner. It says it grossed $4.27 million. Maybe that's opening day or something? That's got to be opening Or day. opening weekend? That's, 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 that's bullshit. Yeah, because there's no way. No. It's the omen, dude. Little Damien running around. That scared the shit out of everybody. Yeah. And speaking of scaring the shit out of everybody, The Exorcist from 1973. That's our number one movie that's, about Satanistic cults. That's the one with the little girl who pees on the floor, right? While they're playing the, the piano and they're singing Shake It Fast? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got it. <sighs> <laughs> so when a teenage girl is possessed by a uh, mysterious entity... Uh, her mother seeks the help of two priests to save her daughter. Her daughter's name is Reagan. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That's my daughter's name. That's his sister's name, and yeah. that's why I named her that. She's the spawn of Satan. Yeah, well, she's not the spawn what? of Satan. She can be. 
she can be she's beautiful and I love her to death. And so is Satan. <laughs> <laughs> he is a handsome fella. He that? is a handsome fella. Um, let's see. Stars Ellen Burstyn, Max von Sydow, Linda Blair, and Lee J. Cobb. Now, see, here's where I'm feeling this weird, like, kind of differential going on here because it says the omen grossed 4.27 mil mm-hmm. it says the exorcist grossed 232.91 mil yeah see they fucked up so yeah something's not right there something ain't right i feel i'm being tailed by the same suckers head li- sorry that's got a voice popped in for some reason i'm sorry about that <laughs> anyway so that was the satanic panic and it's the week before halloween we wanted to bring something out that might just make you think a little bit yeah and also make you a little uneasy, make you a little mad. Just remember, at the end of the day, you could be next. You just got to be ominous like that, don't you? I was hoping you were going to say anything, but yeah. <laughs> just got to be ominous. Because you were looking at me when you said it. That's what I was saying. I was like, <laughs> me? <laughs> I'm going to be next? I'm so anyway, be, I'm be, sorry. you guys let us know what you thought about that. Yeah, it's a lot of info. Of course it is. It's what we do. But um, yeah, it's still in... It's in the media. Yes. As recently as this year. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's something that's still prevalent that uh, people, and I, I hope I don't come off the wrong way and say this uh, the incorrect way, but religious people are always going to have that, um, you know, if you believe in one thing, then you are you have to believe in the other, right? Well, yeah. If, if you believe in the big guy upstairs, then you have to believe in the big guy downstairs. Well, if you're not with me, you're against me. Well, yeah, I really didn't want to be, be that, <laughs> that blunt about it, but you know what I'm saying, though. Yeah, like, I so I feel like as long as there's people that are, you know, super religious or whatever, then you're going to have stuff like that. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to divide. You know, it's it's just going to happen. And again, not negating religion in any way, shape, or form. I'm sure a lot of you out there are religious and you know how to handle your shit, and that's why you're a beautiful person. Yeah, but there are those zealots out there that are crazy. Yeah, 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 like yeah. Bible John. We just talked about him. Who? Hey, hey. So make sure to stop over to our official website. It's in the works. The new ones coming. All right, that's uh, the Midnight Train Podcast dot com. All one word. I would hope you would know that by now. At our website, you can buy some super sweet merchandise. Super sweet. And we're going to be renovating all of that too, including the ease of being able to buy stuff on the store. I know when you go there right now, it can be a little overwhelming. Yeah. So we're going to go in and we're going to change that up a little bit and kind of make it, you know, whatever. Some new designs will be coming as well. Oh, yeah. So uh, we're hoping by uh, 2023. We're going to be looking sexy. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's going to be awesome. So get over there, support the show, and uh, get yourself some Dr. Squatch by clicking on the sponsors over there. And Dr. Squatch, if you don't know, if you're new here, then you probably, you may know about the most amazing. If you don't know. Now you know. Now you know. It's amazing soap. It's awesome. I use it every damn day. Not even a joke. And, uh, yeah, it's beautiful stuff. It smells great. And, uh, yeah, you can get 20% off your first subscription. Just head to the midnighttrainpodcast.com, click on sponsors, and uh, click on that banner. Use that code and get the best damn soap. Period. Do it. And if you like what you've heard from us, consider being a producer of the show. What does that mean, Logan? Becoming a... What, what, what it means you get to be my personal assistant. So why would they want that? <laughs> I mean, I want that. It'd be kind of cool. Have a per- then you have Siri in your pocket. Oh, you're right. I don't need you then. Back off. No, I'm just kidding. So what is the pro- what, what do you get if you become a producer? Man, you get all of us and all of our unbarred acts, all of our spontaneity, all of our fantastic thoughts and 
stuff. You can just say bonuses. That would be. <laughs> I was trying to beat around the bush yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, you get all the bonuses. We're talking the entire back catalog. Um, you know, there's stuff that we just kind of randomly throw up every now and then. Songs yeah. that we've recorded. Um, we're doing a live stream for the Halloween episode tomorrow. It well, it's tomorrow for us right now. But when this drops, it'll be later this evening. Yeah. All right. So if you got, you still got time. Sign up to be a Patreon. It's five bucks a month. Literally, it's like coffee at Starbucks. Yeah. Once a month. That's like, that's like getting one coffee a month at Starbucks. I couldn't do that. And they don't give you bonuses. Nope. No. No. They don't go in your ear holes and tickle your little brain stems. No. They don't do that. No. We yeah. Don't. We, we, don't. we, us, Yeah. does that. We don't teach you how to perform an autopsy. Oh, ooh. You just drop a hint? I just dropped a hint. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, we got something big coming. Oh, oh boy. It's going to be bigger than big, man. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to do it live. I'm going to throw up on here. <laughs> So anyway, you can do that. Just go to the midnighttrainpodcast.com, click on the Patreon button, or you can go to patreon.com forward slash the Midnight Train Podcast. You honestly do help the show. You help us to do the things we need to to get the show bigger and better and awesome. Like my little doodad over here, my little gadgets and stuff. Yeah. Just little things that we can do to make it more entertaining for you. And we, in turn, we give you the bonuses and more. 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 Right. More. So just do that and then tell people about it and be cool because the other people that are cool are the ones I'll be talking about here in a little bit. Because, yes, you will also get your name mentioned on the show and your name will be on the website, too, under our Patreon first class passenger. Yes. And it's all done by Satan, too. Yes. (laughs) I do can't even go get beer. Okay, so uh, obviously, you know, uh, if you're new to the show, um, we love music. We talk about music all the time. That's kind of our our thing. Very passionate about it. I was a musician for the majority of my life. Still am. And, huh? Said you still are. Yeah, 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 kind of. Yeah, well, well, shh. (laughs) But they don't know. (laughs) Um, And, you know, we want uh, future generations of musicians to have accessibility and music education. So we've actually decided to give to a great cause, uh, the Save the Music Foundation, Their mission is to help students, schools, and communities reach their full potential through the power of making music. Because it really helped me, and I want kids to have that same kind of help. Do it. So, uh, as one of the leading music foundations in the United States, they support their partner communities in three ways. By donating musical instruments and musical technology, providing support services for teachers, and advocating for music education. And we, if you you buy a shirt, Mm -hmm. um, a hat, a Mm -hmm. cell phone case... If you donate to the show uh, via PayPal at the Midnight Train Podcast at gmail.com, oh, yeah. or if you sign up to become a Patreon first class passenger, we're going to donate 20% of everything to them every month. And it's been feeling really good to do that, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Seriously, it's been awesome. I know. I walk around the street singing a song in my head. I'm donating to these great people all the time. You'd be like, who you donate to? I'm like, Save the Music Foundation, brother. They're like, no. I'm like, yeah. You're on one today, aren't you? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Jeez. But I like it. I like it. Yeah, keep it going. So anyway, yeah, we will be doing that. So support the show, get a ton of bonuses, and help a great cause. And for more information or to donate personally, just go to savethemusic.org. All right? Don't forget to follow us on all the socials. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, uh, especially YouTube because we're going to be cranking that up here soon. Oh. Yeah, we're going to get back into it and uh, actually start doing like serious shit on there. So... Make sure you're doing that. Uh, And give us a review anywhere you're at. Give us five stars if you can. Greatly appreciate it because uh, the new website's going to have reviews on the website as well. Oh, yeah. So your your beautiful thoughts and words can be put right there for the entire world to see. And just make sure you incorporate these group of assholes. That's all I I request. (laughs) 
So um, we can't thank you guys enough. Obviously, you know that. We love you so much. Uh, and to the people that are going to be hopefully watching our Halloween special coming up here soon. Oh, yeah. We're giving you, of course, your shout out because you are the best of the best. All right. So, of course, I'm turning this down because it always blows my ears out. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much to our very special, our fearless executive first class passenger producers. <laughs> I turned it up at the end. Damn it. <laughs> George DeJesus, Megan McTerry, Thomas Love Sabota, Amanda Denz, Chris Lucas, Zachary Danielson, Joseph Aramo, Margaret Dempsey, Kelly Ryan, Nathan Diekman, Stacey Laconan, Nicholas Cooper, Caitlin McKinney. Did I say Caitlin McKinney twice? No. Damn it, I was doing so well, too. <laughs> That's what happens when you second-guess yourself. Trent Scott, Spencer Dunlap, Jacob Cook, Maggie Brothers, Miles Campbell. Oh, by the way, uh, Maggie and uh, Rob... From the uh, the Funbox podcast, they just got engaged. <gasps> no. Yeah, hold on. I got to give you one of these. Oh. Uh, Enjoy. Yeah. It only gets sweeter from here, baby. That's right. So to Miles Campbell. By the way, her ring looks awesome. Yeah? Yeah, it's sweet looking. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Uh, Miles Campbell, Brian Gunsman, Colleen Cox, Pumpkin Escobar, Mac Doherty, Turner Cox, Sydney Sayer, Gina Madison, Janice Sherrell, Chad Flint, Chris McLeod, Justin Kowalczyk, Rob Webb, who I just mentioned. Congrats, brother. Christina Skelton and uh, Jessica Bartolome from the Sisters Skelton podcast. Maria Gibbs to Chainsaw. What the fuck? Jigsaw, Rick Resler, Courtney Batchelor, Katie Brabinick, and of course, the one and only Bill Birch. Oh, good for you. I mean, that's sounds like better. Old, sounds like an old Jewish guy. <laughs> you gotta keep it up, man. <laughs> oh, good for you. What are you doing? My. Get the freaking stuff. <laughs> and I'm glad to hear that Bill's feeling better. He was under the uh, the weather recently. So, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, do us a favor. Spread the word. And if you want your name to be mentioned on the show, on the site, to get free bonuses. Well, I mean, not really free, but all the bonuses <laughs> and everything that we do. Listen, to be honest, you're probably at the end of this, and you're probably like, all right, they're done. But I just do got to say that we want this show to blow up so we can do more for you guys. Yeah. I want to touch your guys' hands, man. I want to come see you guys Jesus live. Christ, I'm so glad you said hands. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, where's it going? Where's it going? <laughs> touch your beautiful face. Yeah, I was like, where's it going? <laughs> you guys are going to be like my, my, my babies. I'm going to be the Pope. I'm going to give everyone kisses. Yes, of mm. course. So thank you guys seriously so much and for everything you do. So stay safe out there. We will see you on the flip side and for Halloween next week. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, uh. And... As always, choo-choo, motherfucker! Now go home and get your fucking shine box. Hey, uh, uh I, I found your guys' bear. Uh, hello? Uh, hello? What? Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs>